Good morning. Good Saturday morning. If the show feels good right now, might feel better at nap time. Scramble Sports sit down. Good Saturday morning. Exciting weekend of football. Crazy night of football. My happiest wrong pick of the night came true. Saluda. Takes down Gilbert. And Gilbert freaking South Carolina. I refuse to say Gilbert America. <laughs> Short staffed again today. Got Lethko. How's it going? Got Simpson. Hello. I am here. No graves. And I am ready to slander the Cowboys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no graves. No king. Next week, the band will be back together. I think. I hope. Without wire. And Mark is not. Suck. He's not listening. No, he's asleep. He is definitely asleep for sure. But we got a ton of stuff to get to. Most notably, I know I sent out like flow sheets and all that good stuff. Like just ball it up and throw it in the trash. Because last night, Albert Pujols hit two home runs and is now the only other player besides Hank Aaron in baseball history to have over 700 home runs and over 3,000 hits. It's an impressive, impressive feat. 700 bombs. The first non-steroid clouded so yep, far. That's what I was about to say, and he's done it the right way, so. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. And I feel like as much as, yeah. As yeah. much as it can be, right? Yeah. So it's huge stuff to talk about there. Of course, we've got lots of college football and NFL talk. I think <clears throat> I had planned on trying to dive into this whole, this whole shift ban thing. I just want to I, I want to avoid it like the plague because I think this whole, everything that's going on in baseball right now besides actual game is stupid. I'm not a big fan of the commissioner. No, not at all. But we're going to have to talk about it eventually. But maybe Albert Pujols trumps that for us today. Because I, I finally conceded that we have to talk about it before I found out that Albert Pujols hit number 700. Someone hit. go show him the money. Yeah, hit two last night to get to 700. Hit two of them, which is Yeah, high. shout out to uh, Phil Bickford for throwing two absolute meatballs right to pull <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. I mean, he couldn't have served it up better. No, so we'll get to that. Top of hour number two. We'll talk some NFL, college football across. There's top five chokes today. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. There's a lot of good stuff on this. We, Landon and I were talking about this at 1230 last night. Of all that we we're because here's the way like I approach the the uh, top fives. I have try to have three that that we know are top five, but usually everybody has those same three. And I try just to find two other things that maybe nobody else would have that are still good. Right. That I might not necessarily put in a top five. So the the list of chokes, man, it's endless. We might have to do this one again, and you can't use any of the five that you used the time before it. Like at some point, like like Survivor League. Speaking of, I'll have an egg on my head sometime yeah. soon. As will sure. I. Yeah, that's right. Both of you guys. The Cowboys losing. freaking suck. <laughs> so Landon with the L with the W pick picks. Uh, I said L because I put the L in front of his name. 
He picked the Jags. What a hot pick is if we're going to try and go through the playoffs and you can't pick the teams again, that's a great pick. They come out on top big time. Boy, they made the Colts look bad. You took the Bengals over your boys. Cooper Rush. Now we got Jerry Jones talking quarterback controversy. Yeah, no. It is what it is. The Browns. The Browns lay the egg, but Simpson takes it to the, to the dome for them. Graves took the G-men over our Panthers. That turned out to be a pretty good pick, unfortunately. I, for whatever reason, inexplicably burned a pet playoff team in week one and took the Bucks. It's a winner. It's not an egg, but it's going to make it tough on me late. Can't wait to get to all that either. Top five power rankings for the NFL. We'll go through the top 25 college football. Got some storylines there as well, I think. A few. First, it's that time. Oops. Here goes my train wreck again. <laughs> I don't think it's that time. <laughs> it's Just this yet. time. It's this time. I've got a half an hour loop of this queued up. The same. Now I have to. I have to dispute this. I understand that that uh, Lee Manuel Miranda lives in New York. Mm -hmm. He's from New York. But can we just ease up on this greatest city in the world talk? I mean, the Mets are there. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Valid. But we are gonna. I think we're in the greatest city in the world here in Greenwood. I love my hometown. I incorporate all the little suburban towns around that I actually live in. I don't actually live in the town of 96. I live in the 96 school district, I guess. So that makes, means you live in 96 mostly, I think. The greatest city is not Cleveland, Ohio. As they had a 99% chance, 99.9% .9 chance to win with two minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, end up losing. And I had picked the Browns in our Survivor League. And, uh, yeah, when you have a 30-17 to 17 lead with a minute and 55 seconds left and lose, it's terrible. That's it's that's would be one of my top five jokes. I think it's an honorable mention because that, <laughs> <laughs> that's... He was so serious when he said it, man. Like, he, I, I'm like he's this is, crestfallen. This is terrible. I was watching the game, and I thought it was going to be a nice, comfortable, I get started off with a W. Yeah. But no, I, I I couldn't believe it. it, it the Jets the Jets recovered an onside kick, like it's like an oxymoron. Like listen, <laughs> like that can't be used in the same sentence. No, I don't remember the last time in the NFL I saw someone recover one. It was that terrible. one that one went through uh, um, went through one of the Browns players too. Like he had a shot at it. I can't remember who it was now. I want to say Donovan Peoples Jones, but I don't think that's right. I was so distraught. It's bad. And then they come around it and then win Thursday night like it was nothing. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah. They were all just it was like a playoff team. Yeah. Like a playoff team. Like they could be they look like they could be seven and four when Deshaun Watson shows back up for work. Who knows? Let's bring it back closer to home real quick. Did there's some Arizona State news that we're gonna get to also. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Okay. That Arizona State assistant coaches wanted their head coach gone so bad that they were actually helping the opponents. Really? Herm yeah. Edwards? You know yeah. Herm Edwards gone? Yeah. That's where Robbie Harrison is, too. Yeah. I wonder what's up with Herm, man. He's old. He's got to have, like, dementia at this point, right? He's got to be 80, right? He's on up there. He's got to be, be coaching college football, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that later in college football. I just got a text from Landon. He's not working, but he is working. He was up late last night, man. Kept me up late. Way too late. 
All right, so Saluda. How about this, man? 33 to 21 over Gilbert. Gilbert's not Gilbert's a good football team, right, yep. man. So how good is Saluda? How good how much better should we be having been in a twenty one fourteen dogfight with those guys? Well that's what I was about to say is Gilbert's a dang good football team and for Saluda to go in there and handle business and beat them. It makes our loss look pretty impressive to to, to, to had we had a fourteen oh lead, had those guys on the ropes, so it makes Emerald's loss look pretty good comparatively speaking. Unfortunately the BHP lost last week and the win last night. Maybe diminish a little bit of that. I think the same thing. I mean, BHP won forty-four to eight last night. They did. Just, you know, our offense has got to get yeah. going in the second half. Yeah, it's just small mistakes like that that you think would not be a problem at this point in the season that right, happen, yeah. happen to still be a problem this point in the season for Emerald. But Saluda, a great win. You put yeah. up thirty-three against Gilbert, uh, and you only put up twenty-one against Emerald. I think there are po- positives in that for sure. I, I think, uh, yeah. And only two two of those three touchdowns are offensive. Yeah. So I, I think uh, you got to give props to uh, to Emerald's defense there. But again, Saluda, uh, when you when you go when you go into Gilbert and you win and you put you hang thirty three on them, you got to have some confidence in there, and you definitely have some playmakers, and we saw those uh, when they were at Emerald. But five and zero, oh, it seemed like they are going to ride high into that number one team in two-way until the playoffs start. Abbeville was off, so we can incorporate this here because my question is, double is, sorry. My question, Colin, is Saluda better than Abbeville? I don't I don't believe so. I don't think so. I, I don't know. Okay, don't, here, okay, so. We're going to find out. Is Saluda that's fun, better that's than Abbeville? At this current point, maybe a slight edge to Luda, but are they better with us back in his Antonio Harrison? Comes back in his Antonio Harrison? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I, and I, Zay I, Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. and Zay Rayford. Too. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wouldn't think uh, that Saluda would would beat Abbeville uh, with those guys healthy. I, I think it'd be a close game with like with them injured with the team right now. I think Abbeville is still a very very good football team. Oh, for sure. Uh, I just, we know they're good. One of those two is going to win the Upstate. Upper state championship, yeah. one of those two. And the thing about Abbeville is they've got they've got the speed on multiple perimeters on each boundary to keep up with someone like Mathis, uh, it, even with their team they have right now. So I think that's that's a big thing for for Abbeville is they do have the speed uh, because that's something that Saluda didn't do well with us is that we were fast and Abbeville might even be a step faster than that and they can do it for four quarters. Uh, that's that's one thing that they've always been able to do, no matter who the personnel is. Uh, but yeah, Saluda, even though I was kind of low on them after after what I saw Emerald, because you know they could make some plays, but it wasn't always there. It, you know they had some some bad passes, they had some fumbles dropped, uh, and they had some bad decisions. Uh, but again, you, you go in and you put thirty three up on Gilbert. It's sending a message, so I think they have improved. Uh, most teams will improve this part of the season. They feel like they got to play their best football as region plays coming up, and they've got Silver Bluff, Fox Creek in there, Strom Thurmond. Uh, they got a Pillion next P- week. Pillion. Pillion. It'll Pillion. be uh, uh, we're thinking like fifty something. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it won't be pretty there. No. Speaking of Pillion, good segue. Yes. Ninety six goes down to Pillion. Over five hundred yards of offense for the Wildcats. We might hear. We might talk about the Wildcats again in the next segment. Thirty 
six to seven over Pillion. That's tough. I saw Coach Owings put on Twitter 536 yards of offense, I think, with two long touchdowns called back. So they're looking at if those minus those penalties, almost 700 yards of offense. Yeah, I miss I missed tremendously on that pick. But I'm happy when I miss on Lakeland's picks when our local teams win. So. This is how I feel about Saluda Gilbert. Yeah, yeah. I do also want an honorable mention. I know it's CSRA, not Lakeland's. But Strom Thurmond took down the Nolf last night. They beat North Augusta 13-7 to in them peach fields. I have a soft spot. For, well, so prior to this, I freelanced for the Index Journal and covered 96 for three years, first when Coach Woolcock was there and then a couple of years with Coach Owings. So really, really like all those guys that are the coach over there, Coach Coach Owings and Coach Chad Ellis, um, Jaquan Loudon over there as an assistant coach. Um, so a lot of a lot of good guys that do things the right way over there. So happy to see, I'm ha- always happy when they have success. Obviously, I got a little soft spot. Right. Yep. Landon always fusses at me when I say we in terms of Emerald. He said you've always you've always been for another high school. <laughs> That is true. I have. I was at Thurman for almost a decade before coming over to Emerald. All right. Let's go ahead and get the bad news out of the way. This was, this was the chance. This was it. This was the moment. This was the week. It was going to happen. This was a good time. Calvin Falls does not do well against West Oak. They lose 42-8. to eight. I missed on that one, too. Hey, I got one right. Yeah, I think I, I think I got West Stoke in there as well. So we're getting messages from the listening audience now. We're being admonished to be careful who we hype up. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least we know if you're not working, you're listening. Shout out to the L train. All right, so West Oak, Calhoun Falls. Er, bad the only the only saving grace that calhoun falls has and i hate to say this is two lakelands teams they might be the two two of the worst teams in the state where shoals yeah they'll have to play each other eventually um to, where shoals lost to dixie Oof. 21 to 14 tough man thomas sumter winners over greenwood christian by just a field goal greenwood christian oh, so closer get, than what we thought it was going to be they tried to get in there get back in there and just couldn't quite get it done at the end. Christchurch. Anyone want to guess what the score was? No. Over who? I don't McCormick. even. McCormick. Sixty-three to nothing. It was. It's not far off. Forty-seven to six. Christchurch. Oof. I just, man, I don't want to get into this really, but I do want to say this: like, I don't think they should be playing in two A in one A. None of these private schools or charter schools. And you got to assume there was a running clock during the second half. They're yeah. sta- they are. What do we say? They are stationed in Greenville. So yeah, based based, based out, out of, of based, based out, out of, of yeah, yeah. There you go. Based out of Greenville. Yeah, I have a hard time with with that too. Um, yeah. it's just the nature of it. With it's a well, it's a very easy way to get an advantage is to recruit kids that don't necessarily live in your area, which defeats the whole purpose of a high school. Sport. I mean, it goes with some of these, ski- like, think about McCormick 
doing things the right way and having to go play Christ Church with, with all the resources they have and then equate it to basketball and like Skiza where you have Seventh Woods back in the day that played at Hammond High School, Zion Williamson at Spartanburg Day, who Zion's going at Spartanburg Day to go play Greenwood Christian. They did, they had to play that game at Erskine, by yeah, the way. But, like, it's, it's kind of the same deal, if, if you'll get what I'm – like, just resources are different, so you hate it for these pub, these smaller public schools who are doing things the correct way, who are using the resources that they have, and then sometimes they're just, they're just not playing with an uneven deck. So. It's definitely an uneven deck. Excellent selection for the morning. I feel a little chill this morning anyway. We're going to take a quick break. we come back more high school football. We're going to talk a whole lot about – the Vikings and the Crescent Tiger Tigers. That's my line right there. I ain't go to hill, man. That's my line. All right, back in just a minute here on the Scramble Sports Sit Down. Tell me nothing. 
This has got to be one of my favorite Kanye tracks right here, man. It is so good. Can we hear it again? Oh, it's sitting. We Don't Care is mine. We Don't Care. What about this one? This is a good one. This is a really good not one. not a Kanye track. It's so. not Kanye, yeah, though. This is better. I would agree this is better, but maybe some people would disagree. This is, a, this is probably their most Kanye, popular song, Kanye right? Kanye himself would say this is better. This is probably their most popular song, is it not, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Or Hey, uh... I love it. I could listen to Outcast all day, man. Like literally. Welcome back, Scramble Sports. Sit down. We were talking high school football. Two things to get to in this segment. Two things. Yes. We're gonna talk Emerald Crescent. And then. And then. We will talk. The Scrambled Player of the Week. Okay. It's a good selection, I think. So let's start 17, um, 17-10 victory for the Vikings last night. All 17 points? In the first half. <laughs> Oops. Your headset wasn't on when we came back. No, that's fine. I left it on mute. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, this is Graham's favorite part. No, it's my least favorite, actually, because... What what was it we we said yesterday? It was what fifty six to to twenty one. Thirteen. Thirteen. We determined that there's a, sp- a straight touchdown in the second half somewhere. The only two second half touchdowns I recall are the the defensive touchdown against Wershels, and then the touchdown against BHP. So wait, we did, we missed the extra point last week. It was thirty five to six. Yeah, we, we missed the extra point. Right, so really yeah. only 12, because I think in the Ware Scholes game, do we know we went for two after that touchdown? No, we probably kicked after that, so probably 13. I don't remember specifically. But it's yeah, not good. We're, we're not scoring much in the second half. No, it's not good. Or the fourth quarter at all. So, um, but I think you got to give some credit to Crescent. I think they're a little bit more athletic than what they appeared to be on film. Um, Latimer's an impressive player for them. Um He's the guy who they alluded to being a 100, 200-meter state champion sprinter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it showed. Good yeah. gravy it showed. But at the same time, like, the only thing that is concerning to me is, and they're, first of all, we got to keep in mind we're talking about high school kids, but when we keep on having the same conversation that we got to clean some things up, we got to clean some things up. And Coach DeBose alluded to it last night whenever I talked to him post game. You know, we got to clean things up, but now it's getting a little bit more concerning because now we're headed into region play. Mm-hmm. And so I thought being thrown into the fire, what do we say? I mean, just kind of being thrown in the fire because JT plays a bunch of different positions and then having to play exclusively quarterback last night. I thought he did well for the most part. He missed a couple throws downfield. But considering what the, the situation that he was in, I thought he competed and ran the ball hard. 
I think he managed the game well. But what it boils down to is we got to start completing some passes or like Graves alluded to on air, they're going to – it's going to be the same old story, seven, eight men in the box, and dares to throw it. And we don't even have to throw it a lot. We just got to hit a couple short – we saw last night hit a couple short passes, keep them honest, and then that gives Jalen Foster and those guys some room on the outside. But yeah, it can't, but can't keep going back to the screen. We saw that too. Right. Like they ate the last screen we threw up, the last little screen we tried to throw out to. Wasn't Ian in the game at that um, – Dival Bliss. It was the Dival Bliss, that's right. Mm-hmm. He lost five on the play. Um, yeah, just, I think that uh, – we can get a little bit more creative passing wise. Obviously, I, I would like Key Holloway to be back in there. Um, I, I still think if we can establish him a pocket, he can be good quarterback. He can yeah. he can throw a pretty ball. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen it. We we've seen it the uh, first game of the season where he goes to Jordan Green. I mean, he throw he throws a great pass. He lo- he allows Jordan Green to make a little it con- short and make inside, it, make but a contest yeah. for it, and then he beats one guy and is a touchdown. Uh, it's just those plays like that. But now everybody knows that he's trying to go to Jordan Green or he's trying to go to Ian Ryan. So if you can try and, uh, you know, mix it up some. I like uh, JT Turner in there uh, as a wide receiver. Uh, I think him in the slot, uh, you can have him run across the middle or, you know, a delayed route, which I think when when he was a running back, he does pretty well, mm-hmm. uh, where he, he blocks for about half a second, feels it out, and then goes, runs like an out or, or a corner. Uh, so that's one thing for JT that I, I really like about him and his game when we go to the passing game. We, when, we need, when we need some spark, you might give Jalen a rest for a second and, and get JT in there uh, and see what, see what happens. So that's the thing. Key Holloway has to be, one, healthy, mm-hmm. and two, able to stand in a pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's one thing that uh, he hasn't been able to do too much of this season. And, yes, some of the pocket stuff is his fault where he is tucking it a little too early. But it's also he has to learn to to go with a, a sloppy pocket, and yeah. uh, it, with, there's two things got to work on. Because if you fix those two things, the offense drastically changes. Because we can make plays. We have mm-hmm. we have two great receivers, and mm-hmm. Ian Ryan's and George Green, and we have a really good quarterback. It's just the two things that we just can't really stop us, and it's hurting us so much. Where the teams you know, make us one dimensional, mm-hmm. and that's when you start to lose ball games. I think yeah, we, you got. I think something you got to keep in mind. I didn't mean to cut you off. No good. Go ahead. But. Two things I try to keep in mind in watching this offense and as they grow as an offensive unit, we we got very limited preseason action because of the jamboree and everything that happened at Greenwood. This is five weeks into it. If you look at our core guys that are power playmakers, Ian Ryan, senior, Jalen Foster, senior, Jordan Green, upperclassman, those guys predominantly have played in the flex the last three, four years. And so this is an adjustment. When you look at the guy that's supposed to run the show, Key Holloway, and now JT last night, but let's just talk about Key. He was a running back on JV last year. They went to the spread and tried to put him back there, so he's still growing and he's still learning the position. So a lot of that, I'm making my first read and running is probably just learning the position. And so that I'm more, I'm an opt, optimist by trait. And so when I'm more glass half full, whenever I think about teams that I like, and so. I always try to keep in mind that they're still learning and growing and trying to learn this offense. Yeah, you know, they're very young athletes, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, just one quick, that Crescent went from a, a two-safety look mm-hmm. to, a, to a single, I'd say high safety. He wasn't high at all. Right. He was within seven, eight yards of line of scrimmage most of the night uh, toward the end. Um, these, are, these are young people learning the game still. I, I mentioned that actually to Matt 
uh, Howard mm-hmm. during baseball season, sometimes it's hard for me to remember, and I have to remind myself these are you know some 16, 17 year old kids. They're just learning the game. I'm 46. I've been watching and studying ga- these games all of my life, mm-hmm. much of it professionally, which makes a huge difference, right? And so it's easy for. And plus, I have the coach's view, right? The 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 full view, uh, bird's eye view for the, the, the field, uh, the camera, so you can see the play developing. That's not what it looks like in the pocket. In the pocket, it's a chaotic mess, you know. Um, I certainly couldn't handle a pocket, probably. Not good. None of that kind of stuff. I don't like thinking I might get hurt. It's terrible for me. For Key, if he's not, he, not going to be able to make reads on a consistent basis, we have to develop a, a deep ball. Of where either he's going to hit the receiver or he's going to overthrow. It's not going to be an underthrow or, or anything like that. So um, you look at like a, a Dre Yarbrough from mm-hmm. Greenwood, something like like because they have they have a similar mold. If, I would agree if, with that. If he can really develop just to sling it every once in a while, if you're not going to be able to make the reads and not going to go through your progressions, if you can just overthrow a receiver instead of underthrow, just to keep him honest. Right. And, and let your and let your speedsters like Ian Ryan's or Jordan Green run under it and catch up to it, uh, instead of them catching up, going backwards. Uh, so I, I think that's one thing for Key Holloway. If if, if he's not going to be able to read the progressions because he is a sophomore in the pocket mm-hmm. and doesn't always look clean, uh, just that one little tweak because that way, if they have one high safety and he's you know not really doing his work and they happen to be in zone coverage, you're looking at. You mean the play against BHP with with Nevada Billups mm-hmm. wide open? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I we just need a couple of those. We we need an eighty yard pass touchdown. Yeah, if you look at the schedule, we play Ware Shoals in ninety six, and it's first two games in this new offense, and we look like world beaters offensively. And then you go straight from Ware Shoals ninety six, and not discrediting any, either of those defenses, but then you should jump straight to the number one team in the state of two A. And then at BHP the following week, who their defense has yet to give up a point in the third quarter in the 5-0 start. So you play really two really good defenses after that. And so I was hoping, Brian, to y'all's point when you were talking about the score last night, I was hoping to see more of an offensive explosion after playing a couple good defenses. And in theory, you thought you'd kind of take a step back as far as athlete-wise that you were facing last night. But – as Coach DeBose said, I'd rather take an ugly win than a pretty loss. So, Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, so let's jump into – we got things we got to fix. I thought we'd, we did really well in the first half again. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out the second half what's going on. Yeah, we had two first downs on the first two plays. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. No. And then you have a 30-yard kick. That was hot. By the, way, by the way, this is a great segue because not only did I want to get to this, Maggie Finley hits the first field. I said she's – First person score points. She's kicked a few PATs, so she scored points. Um, but the first field goal for a female kicker. She wasn't the only female kicker to hit a field goal last night, though. How about that? Aubrey Middleton for 96 nails a 22-yarder in their big win over Pelion, which brings us to our Scrambled Sports sit-down player of the week. Do you know who it could be? I'm going to say it is Traden Daniel. That is a great guess. You have a guess? It's not right. Oh, it's I know he had a touchdown. Yeah, had a good game too. What's the running back's name for '96? Uh, you, you, <laughs> which one? God, I can't, I can't believe you can't remember this guy's name. Seriously, Wardrop. are we going Wadrup? 
No, no, he's a receiver. Receiver. LD is a receiver. I can't remember, but it's 96 running back. Xavion King. There yeah. you go. Yeah, my, that's, my, that's my other nap. Lynn's cousin. <laughs> 26-yard rushing touchdown, 11 totes of the rock, 132 yards plus the score. He'll be here next week along with Braden Mitchell, Mitchell. And to get their free egg. We need to get Jay Hill. Jay Hill. We'll try to get Jay Hill here too. I mentioned it to, to Doobie the Younger. Dubo's the Younger. <laughs> anyway, so congratulations. By the way, my man Jacob Gonzalez had a touchdown last night, too, on a pass from Braden Mitchell. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of football and after the things we learned. After we learned about the things we learned this week. At least I hope so. Back on the other side with more Scramble Sports Sit Down. Hesitate to call Ice Cube a 
Top Gun, drove it to the pad and I'm coasting. Took another sip of the potion, hit the three-wheel motion. I was glad everything had worked out. Dropped the burnt off and then chirped out. Today was like one of those fine dreams. Didn't even see a berry flash in those high beams. No helicopter looking for the murder. Two in the morning, got the fat burger. Even saw the lights of the Goodyear blimp. And it red ice cubes a pinch. Drunk as hell, but no throwing up. Halfway home, and my page is still blowing up. Today I didn't even have to use my 8K. I gotta say it was a good day. Stop this, man. I don't know what I'm thinking about. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope. They croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of cheater, little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street They got me facing, I can't live a normal life, I was raised by the state, so I gotta be there with the hood team, too much television watching, got me chasing dreams, I'm an educated fool with money on my mind, got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye, I'm a low-down out gangster, set, tripping banker, and my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger, fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away, I'm living life, do or die, what can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things are going? I don't know. Tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me?
running, but half of them ain't looking, it's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's tricky, they say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me, if they can't understand it, how can they reach me, I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front, that's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. My apologies for the song. I'm not a big fan of this song. You don't like Gangster's Paradise? No. You want to hear a better song with Coolio? I no. love Coolio. Do you really? Mm-hmm. I just know from all that back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Let me find you a better song with, with Coolio in it. Because this is actually a really, this is a song from back in the, the high school days. It's off a great record, by the way. The 1992 offering from Mac Dre. Known as Young Young Black Brother. Straight from the V-Town City. 1992. Me and you. Unfortunately, 1992 was a really long time ago. All right, here we go. This is good Coolio. This is Mac Dre right here. This is Coolio's part. You like Coolio, huh? Old Coolio. This is Coolio? Yes. Now I'm living wild. Good stuff. All right. Things we learned. Just to recap real quick. Congratulations to Zay King. Landon's cousin. 11 carries, 132 yards, touchdown. That's something good to learn. You never know where you have family. You got family right in 96. Didn't even know it. And in Emerald, too. Wade. And Wade, yeah. Had a new number last night in the purple. The purple unis were hot. We didn't talk about the unis, but man, I liked them. Wish they scored better in the second half. <laughs> but I did like the, the helmets are the helmets are hot. Yeah, helmets, helmets are, are nice. Hot. All right, well, I'm gonna start with Landon's. He sent his stuff to his notes to me last night. Specifically, he says, "A things we learned." I want you to picture him saying this half asleep, like he is in the morning. The Panthers still suck. I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about this game. The Giants are terrible. The Panthers found a way to outsorry him on Sunday. It is what it is. The world of high school football has gotten rather rough, shall we say. I have a, an article I want to read from here from our friends at ABC in Myrtle Beach. WPDE Channel 15 at Myrtle Beach. You may have heard about this. Big rivalry, Dillon and Marlboro County. Mm-hmm. Savelle Newton, Marlboro County. Right, yeah. Stud, right? 
pretty big deal down that part of the state, I guess. It's, I mean, it's a pretty big deal up here, I thought. Like, I was jumping up and down, even though my pick was wrong, that Saluda be Gilbert. Right? Right. means a little bit more to some folk. It's like the SEC, bro. just means more, I guess, if you're Dylan. Man has been charged with injury to property after he fired gunshots at a road sign that said Marlboro County on it. He then hung a high school jersey on the sign. I saw that. On for Marlboro County. I should know what it was, but I saw the jersey. And then he shot the jersey. Now, here's what we learned from that. Now, first of all, it's high school football. It's not that serious. I don't think the dude was being, like, threatening gun violence. He was banned from the game, by the way. He could not go to the game. I don't feel like this guy was threatening gun violence. I thought he was just trying to make a cool video. But he put it on his own So Like, you know it's a crime, and you committed it and put it on social media. Why? People are still dumb and likely always will be. It's just high school football. And again, I don't think this guy meant like he was going to go. She, it's just, and it's a big rivalry, but it's a very sibling rivalry. So it's like, like they roll together, Dylan and Marlboro County, except when it's with each other. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they fight like brothers. Um, I just thought it was interesting, though, that you do that and put it on social media. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Everybody can't be smart. And the Panthers still suck. Along with the Cowboys, who apparently didn't suck this week, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no. Unfortunately. The thing that I learned, so last night we got home, we were when we were packing up stuff after the game last night, we talked about the Braves losing to the Phillies. They're now two and a half back from the Mets. But I saw this stat from the uh, Braves' official Twitter page. They titled it the Ronald Impact. Okay, When Ronald Acuna Jr. is in the starting lineup, the Braves are 74-33. and 33. Average 5.2 runs a game, 784 OPS, 286 batting average with runners in scoring position as a team. When he is not starting, the Braves are 19 and 24. Average four runs a game, 698 OPS, and 226 batting average with runners in scoring position. So, moral of the story is we need that guy in the lineup healthy if we're going to make a run at things. And I think that uh, even if he has a minor tweak, he needs to play. Yes. Because uh, his. I need him to play through some mid-back stiffness right now. Yes. <laughs> because it might cost us the division. 40 yeah. games over 500 when he's in the lineup. Five games below 500 when he's not in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's not not too good. No, no, it's not good. Which is odd because they won the World Series without him in the lineup right. last year. Made the whole run without him in the lineup. Which that makes me think that maybe that goes back to some of the dynamics of he and Freddie and all that stuff that was in at the beginning of the year. You yeah. wonder, but. That's another story for another day. That is, because Freddie is in L.A. now. Yeah. By the way, that's where Pujols hit the two home runs. Yeah. And uh, we saw Federer tear up a little in his retirement yeah. yesterday, playing doubles with Rafa, yeah. um, but did not cry as much as Freddie Freeman did, and he still plays. <laughs> what are you saying about Freddie? Is he crybaby? Yeah, he's crybaby Fred. It's okay, though. Uh, we'll stay with the Braves here. This is fantastic. Um, we'll, we'll go to the Gwinnett Stripers. They were actually in Memphis playing the Redbirds in the minor league AAA. Um, are they actually the Redbirds or are they the Cardinals? They're the Cardinals AAA affiliate. But they're actually the Redbirds. Yeah. Because, you know, the Cardinals are sometimes referred to as the Redbirds. Yeah, they're the actual Redbirds. Memphis Redbirds is okay. their name. We are the Gwinnett Stripers. Redbirds player. Good, uh, 
I'm not sure. It doesn't say his name here, but uh, he's up to bat. You ready? Well, yes, I am ready, indeed. Okay. Struck out two. One-one pitch. Perez launches this one out to left center, and the wind. Oh my goodness! Going to knock it down. He Caught. thought that was gone. So did I. Malloy makes the catch. Perez, I think, still thinks it's out. Oh, he he's does. He's going around the bases. He thinks it's gone. <laughs> oh no! He's like right, right around second base, like pointing yeah, up to the bleachers. <laughs> he's like pointing to the bleachers as he's rounding second. I mean, he didn't even look at the ball. He pimped it. Like he went to left field. He didn't even look at it. He flipped his bat and then started just jogging around the bases. But the whole time it was caught by the <laughs> left fielder, like three feet in front of the warning track because the wind kept it in. And then uh, he's about to go to home plate, and he realizes uh, that uh, it's not a home run. The ball's in and the pitcher's glove. <laughs> is, that, is it out, sir? My goodness, going to knock it down. Like, not even he on the warning track. Yeah. <laughs> Malloy makes the catch. That's great. Perez, man. I think, still thinks it's out. That's great. Oh, he He's going around the bases. He, like, he, he even did a little trot gone. around third base, and the third base coach is like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I have a, moment, a sports moment like that myself. So I, I feel so for the guy. The thing I learned is never underestimate the wind. <laughs> Or keeping your eye on the ball. Yeah. Or keeping your eye on the ball. Good gravy. Good. How, wow, man. I'm looking AAA at, baseball. I'm looking at Graham's computer. The Stripers tweeted, trust us on this one. You will never see a better batter reaction to a fly out to left, and the, to left than this right here. Still a simple F7 in the scorebook. <laughs> So that the Stripers actually tweeted that. Yeah. All right. So this is what I like about minor league baseball. They're apparently okay with kind of making fun of themselves all the time. The Mississippi Braves and the Gwinnett Stripers Twitter pages are both just like yes. on point. The, the best, the best, this is undeniable, by the way, the absolute best social media manager in the world right now is Wendy's. Whoever's running Wendy's <laughs> is just good. And their, their whole marketing thing is fantastic. They do a great job. Uh, I, I'm a big advertising nerd. Like KFC, I KFC is pretty good too. Not on, not on par with Wendy's, bro. Wendy's it just no. roasts everyone on Twitter, bro. KFC on Twitter is it's up there. And not to mention the commercials from Wendy's right now are, are absolutely gas, especially the breakfast ones, where the guys are talking about how good they're. It's the best breakfast they've ever had in their life while they're eating with their mom at Wendy's. And mom's like, "Oh, even better than mine." It's great. Answer the question, Tyler. <laughs> Get out of here, Willie. I love it, man. I love it. Y'all don't like it as much as I do. Why? That's the question we have to ask ourselves right now. No one wants to answer it? No. I just I had never seen it, though. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. What? They play that commercial non-freaking-stop, man. That one in the... Um, what's the one they play on the radio all the time, man? It's... it's I saw a reference to it on social media. Like, if you ask me this one more time, I can't remember what it is. Oh, well. Not important. All right. No, no, no the best Twitter account is 100% um, Radio Shack. If you haven't looked at Radio Shack Twitter account. They still exist? I needed Radio Shack the other day. They were not Yeah, here. Radio Shack actually, uh, if you follow them on Twitter, you know they exist. Gotcha. 
I could have used Radio Shack the other day. Amazon let me down. Oh, by the way, I totally, 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 totally skipped over the Aces. Yes. Winning the championship. That's the Las Vegas Aces. Lennon will hate this part, but he's, he's probably busy right now. Not more listening anymore until later. Well, he, he doesn't like talking about WNBA. He doesn't what? like the WNBA that much. He just was, you know, he likes to watch exciting basketball. I love watching women's basketball. I do too. He likes to watch exciting basketball. I think fundamental basketball is exciting to me. So it is. I love basketball in all right, forms. Exactly. Yeah. I like. I will watch. I'm like Ant, who's uh, around here. I can't remember his last name now. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He's at every basketball game from the AU all the way up, man. Like the dude loves basketball. Talking about Ant from the Wreck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Loves basketball. He calls me the DJ. Not sure why. I don't DJ. I just talk. Well, I told you my story last year. I was watching Division Two basketball yeah. on ESPNU, and they ran the flex for 40 minutes, and it was like 45 to 40, and Anna was like, what are you watching? I was like, basketball. Beauty. <laughs> I'm watching Beauty in Motion. I love it. It's good stuff. I love basketball. Aces pick up the WNBA title. It wasn't even MVP, league MVP, Asia Wilson, who kind of runners Chelsea Gray, who just absolutely went off in the playoffs. She went nuts, man. Like nuts, nuts, in the playoffs. Like that was her team in the playoffs almost. You forget that you got one of the best scores in college basketball history, Kelsey Plum, mm-hmm. on that team. She also had some really good games in yeah. there as well. Yeah, Kelsey Plum's a baller, man. She's one of my favorites. Yeah, that, that she can Aces, score. That Aces team, uh, the whole year, just been the best. There was, I don't think there was anybody stopping them. Where you have the best, you know, trio of players. <clears throat> And H. Wilson is in the forefront of that, who is easily the league MVP. It wasn't even a contest. Even maybe Kelsey Plum might have been second. Uh, so I, I they think were talking about uh, it was between her and um, oh gosh, Della Dawn. Or, De- yeah, yeah. Or, no, 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 no. Uh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Brianna Stewart was the other big, and it was yeah, because you had a pretty good team in Seattle. There, yes. they sent Subert home for good. Yes, uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, that team deserving of a title throughout the regular season and then got it done in the postseason. So, First major sports title for Las Vegas. That's correct. They almost got there with the uh, with the Knights. With the Knights. Yeah, they got to the finals, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And they, but they didn't win. They got to the finals and lost. Hockey in Las Vegas, the desert. It works well. They get some great crowds. Tampa, see, too. I want to see an NBA team in Las Vegas. I don't know if we need to I mean, don't we see an NBA team in Las Vegas every weekend, basically? Right, yeah. <laughs> They all just fly there and go to the clubs, right? <laughs> all the, you know, I was, I was uh, reading this interesting article before we step out of this break about how different athletes behave with their money. And they had some insight from some questionable sources, I guess is the best way to put it. Their character may be somewhat suspect at times. Where these gentlemen frequent, they work at the clubs these gentlemen frequent, mm-hmm. and they were asking them which ones were the most pressure based on sport, right? And overwhelmingly, the consensus was that football players definitely kind of showed out more because they have their helmets on. You can't see them. You don't know who they are when you look at them. Like, I know when I look at Michael Jordan or LeBron James or any big-time NBA star, I know when I see Donovan Mitchell. I know when I see mm-hmm. Hugo Bear. I know when I see those guys. You don't know that. If I, like, there's half the football players that play for Emerald that I probably don't know what their faces look like because right. I've never seen them without a helmet on. Well, we've definitely never seen the guys on TV. And so they tend to throw their money around a little more, apparently. 
and be a little more over the top with their activities in those hmm. places of nightlife. Makes sense, I guess. They call it Sin City for a reason. I guess. If you got that kind of money, I just don't know why you want to get a bunch of $1 bills and throw them around. Or 20s or whatever. Like That just seems like a gargantuan waste of money just to throw money at someone else. Just because. Trey Lance will be doing that in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little too That's soon. That's funny. That is funny. That's good stuff. Great to get us out there. All right, back on the other side. We got uh, the things we get, learned in. We get uh, can we get some email Duco in there? Celtics coach suspended for season. <laughs> Trying to get with the financial <laughs> advisor for the our financial officer for. I don't Celtics. think he, I don't think he was trying. I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think they were kind of going. Uh, yeah. What's interesting is the Celtics suspended him for a year. Not the league. Not the league. Yeah, we could get to that. Let's slide that back into the last hour. Let's do it. All right, we'll jump into the Major League Baseball playoff picture next. That's the next thing. We're going to stay focused. We're going to talk playoffs after I find my good list again. I lost it because I went to the, uh, you guys wanted to hear Real Coolio. (laughs) These are E for Everyone songs, bro. I hate that. I hate E for Everyone songs. I had a really good song I wanted you guys to hear. Can't find a clean version. Sorry. All right. We're going to step out. We come back. We will be talking baseball. I'm going to give you this one. This is a classic. This is classic stuff right here. You got to really know what's going on. Good tune right here, buddy. Old school stuff. Back on the other side, baseball talk here on the Scramble Sports Sit Down. Yeah. 
the road to the bag. Count on my prominent and added to the stash. Gotta watch my back, see you later. Hey, be out to rock me, fools. But never no shows and no losses. Don't be keeping these bills up off me. See, get us over a whole block. Spin a couple of fields, thug. Burn a lot of green on my fur. I probably should have waited till next week to drop this one in there. I like this song, though. Welcome back to Scramble Sports. Sit down. Everybody getting their yawns out. I mean, like big yawns. Like y'all are y'all are cranking out some big time yawns. Yeah, my four year old, I mean, my five year old, excuse me, came and got in bed with me at six o'clock and told me to get out of bed because he wanted to lay in bed with his mom. So I said, okay. So I was here at seven fifteen this morning. Yeah, but I, I come walking in and, and Jacob's sitting here back here just chilling by himself. Not even the day drinkers weren't even here yet. Gonna miss everybody. Nailed it, baby. I still got it. Uh, I can still do the crisscross, too. Wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. Oh, almost. Wiggity, 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 whack. I'm so lucky that there's Got no uh, soccer game today, Lander. Yes. It is a lazy weekend, man. It's been a long week for me, too. Yeah. Long week. Calling all these, doing all this radio you have stuff. Been, you have been hot on the mic this week, bro. <clears throat> I mean, we're, 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 we're pumping out. We're pumping out every week. Eight, ten hours. Eight to ten hours of football content mm -hmm. alone. Yeah, we're cranking out some content, man. It's a grind, bro. Like it's start. Like I'm getting tired too, man. Like I'm feeling it now. I feel like you know I heard Austin Eckler talking the other day about having an early. Believe you know he played the Thursday game, so he got this de facto bye week kind of deal. And he was saying, yeah, my body still feels good. It's still early in the season. I'm ready to kind of get back at it. That's that's how it feels. By the end of the season, baseball season, football season, whatever, man, I'm dragging. Especially this year, we had we added two more shows in this year, mm -hmm. so it'll be exhausting. You know what's more exhausting than the grind of the radio biz when you're not good at it and you're in a little small market like we are? Baseball season. It's a grind. It's a big grind. It's 162 games of grind. I remember when I first realized that that wasn't BS on the back of a baseball card. Like when it said the number of games they play, like, oh, they didn't play in 150 games. <laughs> Who plays in 150 games in a season? I was, you know, a kid. And then I realized it was, that was true. They play 162 of them bad boys. That's a lot of baseball to play, I think. So, it's that time. Usually, it's, it would normally be that time now, I feel like. I feel like we're, we're starting the playoffs like in October. Actually, not wait in October because the Braves and the Mets have a three-game series starting on September the 30th. 
which it doesn't look like it'll matter too much if the way the Braves keep playing. Yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, I'd feel okay if the Braves were half a game, game back, whatever. We got to pick up one more game, one or two more games, in my opinion, before then, some way. Um, because then you put yourself in. I think the Braves may be about, worst case scenario, three games back with the uh, Mets coming to town. But then you put yourself in the position where you got to sweep to even tie it back up. And that puts you in the position of having to beat DeGrom and Scherzer probably, right. which is just hard. So. Yeah, it's not a good. They're 6-4 in the last 10, the Mets 7-3. So the Mets are playing good. Brett puts the Braves in the number one slot in the wild card. Other playoff contenders here, the, it looks like the Cardinals are comfortably up in that division. They, they're maybe close to clinching, and they're seven and a half games up on the Brew Crew. Who's the second wild card, the Phillies? The Phillies would be the second wild card right now at 83 and 67. Although the Padres looks like they're just a half game back of them. And the Dodgers up in the NL West. So if the season ended today, the Braves would play the Phillies. The winner of that would play the Dodgers in the division series. I think. Yeah, the Phillies getting all of their wins out on us. Yeah. And then by the time wild card comes, they won't, they won't be playing much better. Uh, but no, I think uh, you also, the bright spot in losing the division here, uh, you also losing to the Phillies, who are also in the wild card race. And by losing to them, they're winning. And that way you avoid the Padres, who, even though they haven't been playing well, they still have a great pitching rotation and a top-five player in baseball, two of them, with Machado and, and Juan Soto. So mm -hmm. uh, there are some bright spots here, even if the Mets do end up winning the division. Um, and with that, you're going to have to play the Dodgers if you win. That's the only thing is that if, if you win the division, you're on the other side of, of the Dodgers. You wouldn't face the Dodgers until the NLCS. But you would have to go and write out the divisional series and have to have no time to set your pitching rotation or anything for the Dodgers, which is one of the biggest things for me is that the Dodgers seem untouchable right now. Uh, they're healthy. Mookie Betts is playing insane right now, uh, even though they lost what, 9 to nothing on Pujols night. But, you know, they're just riding high. And that's another thing. They haven't played competitive baseball in like a month. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, uh, yeah that's exactly what yeah. I was about to say. Yes, it's the Dodgers. Yes, they're playing out of their mind. But the past two, I mean, two years ago, the Braves had a 3-1 lead and just choked it away. Last year, hand, like, handled the Dodgers. To your point, if the Braves were to handily beat the Phillies or, or, or whoever that second wild card spot is, if they get back to their normal selves, they play good baseball in that wild card round. The Dodgers, like to your point, haven't played competitive baseball. So say a Braves sneak in and win a game one in the division series, and now the Dodgers hadn't been pushed in a month and a half, and how do they respond? Right. On the flip side of things, playing devil's advocate. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, if the Braves do end up playing the Phillies, they will not have a problem winning that series at Truist Park. As it stands right now, the Dodgers have clinched their division. They already have 104 wins, man. You guys are talking about They're going for a record there. Yeah, it's it's uh, six and four in their last ten. They keep They keep winning more than they lose. That's always good. The Mets have clinched a playoff spot, but not the division. St. Louis has not clinched yet, but they lead the Central. Your three wild card teams would be Atlanta, Philadelphia, and San Diego. 
That would be fun. So uh, San Diego would play the Cardinals. San Diego, as Ron Burgundy says. <laughs> <laughs> Slam Diego! That was a great call. Yeah, that was a great call. Great yeah, call. but I think that's an interesting series between the Cardinals and Padres. Uh, the Braves are too far out of it now, but it would be great to be that last wild card team to face the Cardinals because they are by far the worst team. Dude, how about that dynamic, though, of yeah. Molina, Pujols, Adam Wainwright, one last ride? Yeah. If they were to make a run, that'd be pretty neat. That would be neat That would see. be awesome because they're all old as dirt. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, just those guys yeah, are so yeah. accomplished. They've been at the heart. The Cardinals are traditionally have known how to win in the postseason. If those guys made one last run, that'd be pretty neat to see. Yeah. Moving over to the American League. You've got the Astros, who've banged a trash can all the way to clinching their division. <laughs> 99 wins on the season, 33 by way of the bang. 7-3 and three in their last 10, but they've lost two in a row. They go to Baltimore today. Yankees have clinched a playoff spot, but not their div- division. They've got 92 wins. Cleveland is leading the Central with 84 wins. Your wild card is a toss And By the way, there is one other team, the Brew Crew, just two games back of that last wild card spot in the NL. So there is a little bit of mystery around who's making the playoffs at the end. It could be. Whether it's whether it becomes, um, oh my gosh, who makes it third wild cards? Yeah, whether it's the Padres or the Brewers, I don't think yeah. makes much difference. The, the the Giants are nine games back; they're probably a non-factor at this point. Back to the American League. All right, so in the wild card looks like this: Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Seattle. Eighty-four wins, eighty-four wins, eighty-two wins. A game and a half up for Tampa Bay and Toronto. Baltimore still hanging around the fringe of that wild card talk at 79-71. They're three games out right now from Seattle, though. White Sox, six and a half back. They've got a shot, not likely. Minnesota, same thing. They technically have a shot, not likely. Boston, ten games back. Angels, are we talking about them? Do we need to? No. <laughs> I, I think at this point, too, we can also put to bed the, since we're in the American League, the Otani for MVP talk, I right. think. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much judged right now. It has to be. Yeah. And look, I was, and, until this week, I was kind of on the, even if he gets to the 62 home run mark, Otani's got to be the MVP, right? Like, the only thing that could take Otani out of the MVP talk to me is this type of season from an offensive player, like we're seeing from Judge, so dominant. Um, and I think he's a clear cut. And especially if he wins a triple crown, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. That's such a hard thing. It's almost as hard as hitting for the cycle. And he'd be hitting, he'd sit, what's he at, 60 right now? 60. 60 bombs. Bro. I mean, he beats Roger, he passes Roger Maris. It's the all-time record in the history of the American League as far as home runs, like in the historical season. I don't yeah. see how you don't give it to the guy. I don't either. And I hate the Yankees, bro. But this playoff picture really shaping up, honestly. I mean, I, I think that Oriole, I mean, the Orioles can get in, but I don't think they do. Yeah. I think you're, you're the Mariners are slipping. They're now in that last wild card spot. Yeah. So that's another thing. Yeah, they're you, three they, and seven in their last ten. Yeah. I mean, maybe Baltimore does slide in there, which would yeah. be a miracle season. But they've mm-hmm. got to get things going, and they've had some good pitcher performances, which is unusual for them. They're usually beating teams seven to eight. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing. If they can get their pitching right, and Seattle continues to slip, there's still some leeway, and things can get. Very hectic with, what, 11 games, 12 games left? Yeah, there's there's time for Baltimore to sneak in there and Seattle to collapse for sure. The White Sox, six and a half back. Probably, I mean, they, they got well, a yeah, shot. The Guardians, the Guardians just swept the White Sox, uh, and that 
pretty much sealed the division for them. It's, that AL Central is over. By the way, it is by by and large the worst division in all of baseball. I would agree with yeah. that. Um, that's a it's a uh, it's bad. Close second is the NL Central. NL Central. <laughs> the uh, two Central divisions suck. But yeah, I think the Guardians, the way that they play with eleven rookies on their team. By the way, eleven, eleven rookies. That's nice. But that's the way they play. They play fast. They play up-tempo. Uh, they're kind of that new era style of baseball, and you've got one of the best switch hitters of all time, Jose Ramirez. I mean, the dude just rakes no matter what mm -hmm. happens. He's one. Of, he's a silent killer. You don't hear much about him, but he's a great third baseman, probably the best third baseman in the league this season. I would put him over Austin Riley and uh, Rafael Devers. There's Jose, a lot of good third basemen this year. Jose Ramirez has really been that guy. But the Guardians pitching staff, Please Sack, Shane Bieber, mm -hmm. Tristan McKenzie. My goodness, those 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 guys can pitch, and they've got Emmanuel Classe, the closer, one of the best closers this season. There's uh, someone you know that people have been talking about judges season, and then the Astros are always going to be the Astros. But there's somebody in the they're a team in the American League that can make some noise for sure. I, I would be scared of them, yeah. even though they come from a bad division. I would be scared of them. Like th they couldn't get any competition from the White Sox, who are the best team in that division on paper, and they couldn't even get anything going. And to go in for the White Sox and just get swept by the Guardians in one of the most mm -hmm. pivotal series when you have a better squad on paper, I think that's the last straw. Tony LaRusso is going to be fired after the end of the season. To your point about the Guardians, 11 rookies, three guys at the top of that rotation. A lot of teams choose to go to that three-man rotation, three, four-man rotation in the playoffs. And then with 11 guys who have never been there before, they don't know any better. Yeah. So they're the type of team that could go in there and get hot. And like you said, I would not want to play those guys in the postseason. You know what scares me? The new rules. <laughs> Are yes. we going to talk about the shift? The shift. The shift. Yes. Shift. Shift. Enunciate. How now, brown cow. The shift rule. No shift. Here's the thing about that. There's no – the only dimensions that matter in baseball. Okay? We're going to go over the dimensions that matter because we all know playing in different parks means different things. Dimensions that matter. 90 feet between the bases, 60 feet 6 inches – between home plate and the mound and the mound height, which I can't recall. I want to say it's 12 inches maybe. I don't know. But that the height of the mound is specific. Its distance to home plate is specific. The distance to the bases is specific. The foul line is specifically from the corner of the plate through the outside of the bag. Right at third and down straight in a straight line down the line. That's it. Doesn't say how far down the line it goes. Doesn't say a lot of things. Doesn't say how far back the dirt can go in the infield before it becomes the outfield. Because now you have to have players positioned equally on either side of second base on the <coughs> infield. This is weird. See, the libertarian in me hates this. Like, if you want to play with six infielders and two outfielders, go for it. Do it. Please. Dock yourself out. Let us know how it goes when you lose 50 to nothing. <laughs> well, you either wouldn't have a pitcher or you wouldn't have a catcher. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. If you want to roll that way, go for it. If you want to put nobody, you want to put one guy in the outfield, fine. But six in the infield, pitcher being one of them, I guess. I don't know. I you, like the shift. I Look, I do too. If you're a major league hitter, why can't you hit it the other friggin' way? It just blows my mind that, like. Because they're throwing 97 with 19 inches of movement. But, so, but see, that to me screams if it's coming that hard. Because you should be able to hit it the other way. Because you're going to be late. You should be able to bunt it. I mean. Bunt it. There you go. You can bunt it past the shift, literally. Playing devil, devil's advocate here. So I had this very same conversation. We were talking about the shift being banned. Um, 
So I teach at BHP. Our, the athletic director at Belton Honeypath High School is a guy by the name of Jody Leecroy. For baseball fans, his younger brother is Matthew Leecroy, who played 10 years in the in the major leagues, is now the manager of the AAA affiliate with the Washington Nationals. So Jody was telling us the story, was saying that whenever he was young, wasn't married, his, his brother wasn't married, he'd call him, hey, man, take Friday off from work come to Yankee Stadium, watch the, the weekend series when he played with the Twins at the time. Come to Fenway Park, do whatever, right? So they're at a game. Matthew watches strike three down the middle. For the third out in the ninth inning, strikes out looking. Fastball right down the middle. He said, dude, why'd you, why'd you watch a fastball down the middle? So they said the next weekend, they go to the Baseball Hall of Fame and they have this simulator where you can type in Nolan Ryan. And it throws his stuff and you got to try to hit it. And he says... Get in there. Matthew says, get in there. Puts in Nolan Ryan, 100 down the middle, 102, 103, 101. And he says, don't ever ask me again why I'm watching <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> so, but to your point, like, you would think that a man making millions of dollars could put a butt down and You're walk to second. Fine. Well, of course, there is no more small ball. There is no such thing as bunting. But, like, really humble anymore. yourself rather than trying to hit it through a guy who's making just as much money as you are to fill the baseball. Correct. Like, you look at it mathematically with – the chances when you bunt to reach a base do not equate to the same thing as the chances you get to get a run on the board when you swing for the fences. That I think I, I don't think that's accurate when you apply the shift to it. Normally a bunt, yes, but you apply. Dude, you should be you should be batting a thousand bunting against the shift. There's nobody on that side of the infield at all. Banning the shift. We've went over, went through some of these analogies a couple weeks ago through text and stuff. Yeah. Banning the shift is like me as a basketball coach. The rest pulling me aside pregame and saying, hey, man, they don't have anybody that can shoot the ball from outside. They have a bunch of huge guys in the post. But you can't play a 2-3 zone. Yeah. You just can't do it. Yeah. Same scenario. Like, press. They do this in rec ball. You can't press until you get to, like, 10 you. Yeah. And then you can, only ha- you can only press in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they don't have any ball handlers that are anybody that can dribble the basketball. But you can't press. Yeah. Like, that just kills the strategy. Correct. Yeah, I definitely agree. Strategy-wise, it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be better viewing baseball. Matt Olson might hit 300. Maybe you look at guys that are, that pull the ball. Um, Just hit the ball the other way, man. Like, you're a professional. I'm not a professional. Of course I can't do it. Of course I can't get in a simulator and do it. I'm not a professional. Mm-hmm. Not. I'm not good at anything. So it doesn't matter. Right? Those guys are getting paid millions of dollars. They're good at that. They're specifically good at that thing. I just kind of – Tony Gwynn could do it. Most guys aim opposite field. If you're if you're a right-handed player, if you're a batter, you aim right center pretty much every time you hit the ball. And it just happens with the swing of where they catch it and their timing is where they pull it. It's natural for a right-hander to pull or a left-hander to pull. It's just the natural baseball swing. A lot of times left-handers, they're, they're going, they're trying to shoot the ball left center, but the way they swing, it pulls it over because they're coming around to the yeah, back I, underst- side, so I, I understand all that. That's why you have Michael Harris, who pretty much rolls over every time to first base, even though that he's trying to go for. Well, there's your center. issue because he's rolling over, right? The way you hit the other way is you don't roll over. You just don't. It's that. I mean, if 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 I can learn, if I can learn that, I did. I'm I'm terrible at baseball. Like I suck at baseball. If I can learn that, I would think that a professional could, wouldn't you? He goes back point. to this. Swallow your pride. Yeah. Bunt the baseball. Bunt the baseball down the third baseline. Walk to second and left. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's it's. <laughs> and if you did that twice in a game, they would stop. 
the, the shift would be over then. Agree or disagree? Yeah, I agree. Because now it's not working. Yeah. Now it's not statistically to my advantage to do that. Because I'll, you can beat that. And also, pitchers have become way more better in the field. Like, it's hard to bunt against Max Free because he's going to go hawk it down and then throw it over to first base. Or Ranger Suarez for the Phillies, who's an excellent fielder. I'm sure they're great I mean, fielders, but if you bunt the ball down the line, the pitcher it, it has happens. no chance. It, def- it definitely happens, but it's not It's not as much as... It doesn't as happen because like people don't try it, though, is my opinion. Because yeah, it's too hard. It's, it's very hard to have a perfect bunt down the third baseline, yeah, it, even if nobody's there, because it, it could you go can, foul. But here's my thing. Strikes. It didn't even have right, to be perfect right. to the third base, but the way they play the shift, like the Braves right. play the shift, where Dansby's playing traditional shortstop, yeah. you have somebody playing second, and then Austin Riley's, Riley's like in a, shallow right field. Like a softball outfielder. Like you don't even point, yeah. you don't even have to like be pretty with it. No, right. Like, you gotta get over it. but look, there also must be like we're not professional hitters. There must be a reason they don't do it, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming because they're professional hitters that there has to be a reason that they they don't do it. That we think they should and they don't. That's all I know. I just feel like it's hard to do it, but I feel like nobody even attempts to hit it. That like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you have some people that do try to go the other way. Like that's Freddie Freeman's natural swing is inside out in the ball. But when you have some dudes, it irks me. When they like play the shift, when they sh- play the shift on Matt Olson, and he still tries to pull the ball, it's yeah. like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> trying to do his thing, I guess. Look, he's an all-star, whatever. Oh yeah, but it, it drives in. me crazy. That's why they're there, and I'm here. Yeah. So there's the, a pitch d- clock too. The difficulty the of the bunt to get it down the third baseline for a left-handed batter past the pitcher, but not you know foul. It's 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 too difficult enough to say let's do that majority of the time when we could just swing for the fences and forget first base, just round all of them. So that's that's the thinking of... Yeah, because it's that, it's that type of game right now. Yeah. It's just that type of game. Eventually, the small ball is going to come back. There's a lot of home runs and, and that's what a people lot of strikeouts. See. Like, yeah. I, I want to see a bunch of big high fly balls. Although, I, I'm a nerd, and so I like small. I, like, I love to go watch the Vikings play. I love my kite style of baseball. I love his style of baseball. Let's get a guy on first, steal second, or get him over to second somehow. Just put tons of pressure on him. Or in Bradley Jones's case, he's going to be on third, third two pitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I love that type of baseball, but, yeah. We're not going to get – we might get less of that now than ever because with the pitch clock and all that other garbage. I like the pitch clock. I don't like the – So much changes on every pitch, though. You, you follow? Mm-hmm. Like, every, th- every pitch changes everything. And that makes a huge difference in that. It is what it is. We'll take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk football because football's cool. We'll have our Power Five rankings, Survivor Pool update. Full update. I'm looking at two eggheads. <laughs> Unfortunately. It used to be a good restaurant. Heather used to work at it called Eggheads down by my house. It was fantastic breakfast. All right. For NFL talk. On the other side, bunch of good games this weekend. Had a good one Thursday night. Browns looking like world beaters this week. On a short week at that. It is what it is. NFL on the other side. Scramble Sports sit down.
I think we're going to need a top five segment of the top five greatest sports songs because this one has to be in there, right? Don't call it a comeback. Ooh, I can Put do that. suckers in fears. Boom. Like Terminator. This is. Y'all don't like that? These dudes can't shoot Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I saw, Although, I saw on Twitter where you were talking about uh, Ben Simmons on J.J. Reddick's podcast, and I watched <laughs> it. I was like, this guy's an idiot. Oh, what I said. I, like he deflects he deflects uh, criticism better than anybody. Oh, I got to pull up my tweet. Even my dad 
texts me is like, I saw your tweet about Ben Simmons. <laughs> 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 yeah, I said, I just finished Ben Simmons' interview on the JJ Reddick podcast. Ben still has the biggest ego in the NBA and truly and is truly one of the best blame deflectors I've ever seen. So not much has changed. Not much has changed. Yeah, he sucks. Fortunately, we don't have to talk about Ben more? Simmons. The Cowboys <laughs> or Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, well, uh, this is a PG podcast, so I only put that one back <laughs> in my back pocket. All right. Let's talk some NFL. We got Power Rankings, Survivor League update. Not good. Everybody won except for Lethko and Simpson. They get eggs to the head at the end of the season. That's one for you guys. 30 to 17 with a minute and 55 left in the game in the fourth quarter. And lost. And then on the short week, looked like a Super Bowl contender. I hate them. Like a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's my favorite. Have sexual predator as their quarterback in a couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> They're also the only team that gets referenced every time somebody goes to the bathroom. That's the only way they get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a common joke I hear. I'm taking. Where are you going? I got to take the Browns to the Super Bowl as they slide on down into stall number two. <laughs> Shut the door, lock it. Yeah. it was, but they did play really well. I, if you watched them Thursday night. The Steelers, conversely, not playing well. Yeah, terrible. How about my Like, Mike Tomlin's got to be one of the best coaches ever, right? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Maybe first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players, coaches of all time. I mean, he's a great coach. I, whatever they do in Pittsburgh to hire coaches, it works. Yeah. I, I, there's been three coaches in my lifetime. In my lifetime. 46 years. Three coaches for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chuck Knoll. Bill Cower, Mike Tomlin. can name them all. I can't even name you the last three freaking coaches that have been in the last five years for the Panthers. Six, maybe. We'll see. Ron Rivera. I could probably name him. Ron Rivera before he was John Fox. Matt Rule. And then Matt Rule. Yeah. John Fox. Ron Rivera was in between John Fox. Yeah. And who, who, what's some others? Before John Fox, I can't even tell you. Exactly. can't even tell you. And that was, what, ten years ago? Bless you. Three coaches. But the the lot I mean the Browns look legitimately like if they could be like seven and four when when Deshaunee Weinstein I mean Watson <laughs> <laughs> comes back from suspension. Yeah. They should have gone like one game per accusation. As it stands like one half per accusation. We got eleven games. Is that what the, is that what the formula they used? We'll give him a half for every chick. That he put his dong on. If they gave him a half for every chick that was ac- accused him, he would be suspended for the rest of his life. life. <laughs> well, if they only, if, even if they only did the ones he put his dong on, probably be suspended for a long time. They look like he legitimately be a good team. They're not making the power five though. Not that good. You, no, they suck. They're not even in the top fifteen. But look, honestly, after watching the Panthers on Sunday, and then the Browns on Thursday, God. How much better are the Browns without Baker Mayfield at quarterback? And they got Jacoby Brissett. Who listens to this on Audio Mac, by the way? On Audio Mac. Brissett sucks. Jacoby Brissett, shout out to you. You're the most famous person that listens to us, probably. Yeah. And and probably the only person on Audio Mac. Yeah. Pretty sure our our friend. You should have won, though, by the way. Jacoby. Yeah. Bad one. It is. It wasn't really your fault, but you listen on Audio Mac, so. (laughs) (laughs) We, We take what we can get. It is what it is. All right, so I'm going to run through. I'll run through my top five right. right quick. It's not. It's very. It's eerily similar to last week's surprise. It's probably also eerily similar to everybody else's. 
I gotta find where I wrote them down now. I take too many notes. That's probably the problem. We can probably do this on the fly. All right, because you could look to me. You can interchange this stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could interchange most, except for number one. I think is solidly number one, and number two probably solidly number two. Behind that, I think you you jumble up Bucks, Chargers, Eagles, somewhere in that three to five range. So I'll let you guys mix them up there. And I, to me, the Bills and the Chiefs clearly Bills number one. Von Miller, not as a player, but as a presence is making a huge difference on that Bills defense. And if they only can have a kicker, you might hear about the Bills and a kicker later. Not a punter. No, kicker. not a punter, a kicker. You might hear about that later. <laughs> Hopefully somebody got that. Yeah. Not a punter, a kicker. We're going to talk about that. But so the Bills have a history of getting there and losing. Like the Braves. Just can't win the big ones. But they're clearly the best team in the league right now. It's not even close, in my opinion. Agreed. Graves, you want Graves? Let's get Graves and land real quick. Graves sent his in via text. Oh, look here. It's the same five teams. Did you already do your five? Yeah, that was my five. Oh. You, you go three through five, Eagles, Chargers, uh, Bucks, however you want. Graves, same way. He's got five Chargers, four Eagles, three Bucks, two Chiefs, one Bills. I think that's pretty much how it looks. That is the exact same. For mine? mine. Yeah. Five Dallas Cowboys? I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, five Chargers, four Bucks, three Eagles. I have Eagles three, whereas y'all have everybody has Eagles four, Bucks three. I have Bucks four, Eagles three. Tom Brady sucks. I I agree. And I just think Jalen Hurts is on another planet right yeah. now. So yeah, Lan- as much as it pains me to say that, they're they're pretty. He is right really now. good. Uh, Chiefs two, Bills one. Landon same way. Bucks Chargers, Eagles Chiefs Bills, five to one. I have Chargers, Eagles, Bucks, Chiefs Bills. Consensus top five teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the top five is definitely consensus. And I, I think everybody's got Bills Chiefs one two pretty yeah. much. You jumble the other three around there. They're they're the AFC is that because you you can make legitimate cases for other AFC teams in there. Like you can make a really legitimate case for right now the Dolphins maybe yeah. based on the fourth quarter of last week anyway in there. The um, there was a there was there's lots of other good NFL stuff going on, man. Mike Evans. Yeah. I wanted to get to gonna, that. They're going to be without, uh, well, they, the Bucks. Bucks. That's probably the best sa- one of the best sound, bo- sound bites in recent memory. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Tom right. Brady. What do you want me to do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so without Mike Evans and Godwin now. Right. Who are, they, so who are the Bucks throwing the football to today? They're going to throw a random white dude off the practice squad. Yeah. He's going to get 12 receptions for Tom Brady just picked a guy from Bilo this downs. week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Like, I mean – Tom Brady made Hall of Fame receivers out of a lot of guys. Yeah, I mean, the dude was working at the Tampa Bay Nissan dealership three yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> Costco employee. Hey, man, did you play football? Yeah, Division yeah. Two at such and such. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're in. Cool, you're in. <laughs> yeah, Do you know what the route tree is? Not, not really. That's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in July, he was giving out samples at Costco. Yeah. Look, is that not Dabo Sweeney's story? Yeah. He's obviously done pretty well with it. I'm not a fan of Clemson. I am a fan of Dabo. Big games this week in the NFL. What big games you got this week? Well, the biggest game is Packers-Bucks. Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. But I like the Packers in that because we'd said not much happening uh, for the Buccaneers. But Julio Jones will be the number one re- receiver in that game. Out of um, all the games, that's the one you picked? That's the one you're watching for yeah, sure? Yeah, because, you know, it's a 
you know, 425 Fox game. Probably be uh, Kevin Bucard on the call. Te Texas Bears, one. bro? What? Yeah, not a. <laughs> Falcons, Seahawks, bro. Yeah, Falcons, Seahawks. Probably, Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys, Giants. I was, That's a Monday night. night. That's a Monday, Monday night, night game. It's always a, and of it's course, a fun Eagles, robbery. Eagles, Commanders. Uh, Carson Wentz playing his old team for the first time, which is going to be awesome because we have the best secondary in football with Avante Maddox, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury, who all three of them have interceptions for the through the first two games. Darius Slay's playing lights out right so now. I, yeah, I really, he locked up Justin Jefferson last I week. really cannot wait to see Carson Wentz versus that secondary. <laughs> it's going to be great. Plus, you got Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox just going. The team that didn't want him, yep. according to the reporter. Uh, look, great. Bill's Dolphins played this weekend, though. Yeah. I like, mean, this is. I think this is where we know it, it was it a fluke. Yeah, or the Dolphins good. Yeah. I mean, like even Trubisky's had games where you're like, oh my gosh, it's insane. Tua was not that great. I mean, it was the Baltimore Ravens who had four corners injured. They were playing literally, you know, Toyota dealership yeah, people, and so they literally blew two coverages yeah, in the fourth quarter to Tyreek Hill. I yeah, mean, I mean you was, didn't cover Tyreek Hill twice. Also, Tua had two interceptions in that game. We, yeah. you know, we failed to mention that he had six touchdowns, also two interceptions, uh, which is. Oh, in, in eight possessions. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of wild that all of them ended in somewhat of a pass play. So I, I think uh, for Tua, he's, he had a great game. Don't get me wrong, a great game. Uh, he just can't do that. All right. We've got our top five. We'll get to our survivor pool picks and we get the next thing. Before we take a break, I wanted to get to this. Brett Favre, because you mentioned the picks. That reminded me of Brett Favre. I forgot to write this down, but I wanted to get to this. Have you guys heard the news about Brett Favre? Was he stealing money? Yes. Not just stealing money, man. From poor people. From effing welfare. <laughs> How is he doing that? Because I saw something where they said uh, social media react, everybody's circulating saying Michael Vick got blown up for dog fighting, but then people were sweeping this under the rug. That was the trend that I saw a lot. And that's, look, all right, that's <laughs> But what was Michael the story? Vick was treated unfairly at the time, but you can't you can't oh, mistreat yeah. animals. That's right. that's universally true. It's not just a Mike Vick thing. Right, I don't yeah. think that's a black white thing. Yep. I, I think that's an animals thing. Yeah. I've seen that here. Mm -hmm. Like you can kill a person here. Well, I was a journalist in this town forever. You kill a person, nobody cares, man. You kick a cat. It's the most read story I've ever written. Was when some guy, random guy, kicked a cat who kept trying to get on his leg, and he t kept telling him to get away at a bar where someone brought their pet cat, and he kicked him, and got arrested. And that was the most read story I ever wrote, ever, by far. It's not even close, except for the callous and stuff. I don't really count that. Yeah. That, was, that was global news. My most read story ever is my 2020 NBA mock draft. How about that? <laughs> Probably has but not too Brett many Favre, more views. What so actually happened? So here's what Brett Favre did, allegedly, because you're innocent until proven guilty. He took a hundred or no, a million dollars in federal welfare money that he received for talks he did not give, and he was also involved in directing towards the five million dollars toward the construction of a volleyball stadium at the college his daughter attended. Huh. Brett Favre, um, what a guy. Yeah, it's it's actually a it's a much deeper story down there that that really not within the scope of what Knowing we do. Some, do you remember like the whole cell phone incident with Brett Favre years yeah. ago? I mean, yeah. he's the texting, show, the sexting. he's shown his colors before. Yeah, so he's, like this isn't entirely like <gasps> now Peyton Manning does this, and yeah. you're like, whoa, 
But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, and it's, it's, but nobody's talking about it. I think it's fair to say that nobody's talking about it. It's bad. You shouldn't do this. I don't know what his exact involvement is. It doesn't matter. You're, you're, it's like Rich Rodriguez. Like he, he coaches Jacksonville State, who the Gamecocks are playing next year. So like if you want to in on any real estate deals, that's the week to do it when they're in town, I guess, because that was his whole thing. He got tied up in the bad mm-hmm. with the shady real estate guy, right? Mm-hmm. He was just shady. And Rich Rod, oh, I didn't have anything to do with it. But, uh, yeah, you did. I just kind of like Brett Favre here. I mean, just get away from it. Same thing with the dog fighting and Mike Vick. Just get away from it, right? I mean, that's all it is. Just get away from it. You have so much to lose. Yep. Brett Favre apparently thinks he has nothing with because he got away with, with the dick pics uh, that he sent from the Jets, right? Like, that's it. No, no big deal. Whatever. We move on. Everybody loves Brett Favre because he's, he's got charisma. But he's, he appears to me from, from everything I've seen to be a Just pretty big turd. Wandering around. And he wears Wranglers. Yeah, as a free yeah. man in his Wranglers. <laughs> So there's that. on just Wranglers. We also the Arizona State stuff is interesting too. We got to get to that. We'll get to that next. We'll take a short I love break. How Herm, as soon as they lost, I can't remember who it was. It was a bad loss, uh, and then the athletic director and the uh, principal of the school or the president of the school, excuse me, just meet him in the end zone and give him a nice talking to. So the man essentially got fired. Couldn't even make it off the field. Kind of like how Lane Kiffin got done at his last days at USC. They didn't even let him get on the plane to go home. Like, they literally fired him on the tarmac. That was great, man. That's what we need. We need more people getting fired on the tarmac. That would, that would be you if anybody here. It's true. That would I would be the first one. No matter what job you're talking about. I'm the first one out the door, bro. It's just what it is. Quick break. We're going to talk about that Arizona State Herm Edwards stuff. I've always liked Herm Edwards. This is unfortunate what's going on at Arizona State. We'll talk about that. We'll talk your top 25. We'll give you your... Our, when we come back, right on the other side, we'll give you our survivor picks for this week. Everybody trying to keep egg off their face. Back on the Scramble Sports, sit down in just a minute. Jump inside, jump straight to the lead. Take a sip, feel just how I be. On freeway, but no ain't nothing free. Been laws, been lanes. Been busting bills, but still ain't nothing changed. You in the mob, so that you rock the chain. She caught the waves, just thumbing through my brains. For this life I cannot change. Hit it hills, deep off in the main. Eminem, sweet like candy cane. Drop the top. Santana, yeah, run it back, turn the lights on when I hit up Green Lantern, yeah, fly the bras, fly the dogs down to Atlanta, yeah, in the cut, in Medusa, lay low, yeah, I might be, yeah, roll up, help me calm down when I'm moving high speed, yeah, if I send one, need to text back, cause you know what I need, oh please, oh me, oh my, we've been moving, we've been moving for some time, alright, Flexing, flexing, try to exercise. Exercise, exercise, exercise. But it's life I cannot change. Hit it, hit it, keep off in the main. Eminem, 
be like candy cane. Drop the top, pop it, let it bang. You gotta be more Millie Vanilli with the mics are on, Graham. Yeah, my bad. Millie Vanilli, of course. Maybe I'm showing my age again. Famously lip synced their entire album that was like famous. Blame it on the rain. Play, I'll play Blame It on the Rain for you the next break. It's a good song. It's unfortunately not Millie Vanilli. It is what it is. Welcome back, Scramble Sports. Sit down. Got me, Lethko, and Simpson hanging out. It's been a fun first half. Halfway home, kind of ish. Right? Got about an hour and 20 ish left. All right. Survivor pool picks. Update. Let me turn back the clock to the last page before where I see we have Landon with a big good pick there. Taking the Jags. He gets a dub. Lethko takes the Bengals, takes the L. Simpson taking the L as well on the Browns. Still not over it. Graves nails the G-men over our Panthers. And I inexplicably take a playoff a deep playoff contender in the Bucks in week one and get them off my board. But I don't get egg on my face or head or anything else. Do you get a haircut today? That's going to be great. All right. This week, lots of games. Graves. I, you know, he's a Panthers fan, but he's a Chicago guy. Like his family's dad and all from all that, that area. Uh, Indiana, I think, Gary, but, you know, Chicago kind of ish. So he's big Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs. White Sox, White Sox. White Sox. White, like White Sox, White Sox yeah. my bad, yeah. Um, Chicago fan. He's a Panthers fan. He's going to bear down this week. All caps, bear down. He is taking Justin Fields and the Bears to beat. I just had the Texans. Damian Pierce could have a come-out game today. Knows. But I'm hoping. Needs some fantasy love. All right, Landon. Landon's pick. Let's see. i got to get it off the phone here. Oh, this is an interesting pick. Can't say that I didn't think about this one as well. He's taking the Raiders over the Titans. Yeah, the Titans do not look good at all. So no, They're struggling pretty badly. All right, Lethko, have you made up your mind? Are we coming back to you? This is like being like or a restaurant ordering. <laughs> I'm taking the Vikings over the Lions. Taking the Vikings, the most mediocre team in the league. With the most mediocre quarterback, quarterback in the league, league, yeah. It's like SpongeBob when he like got you know, took the edges off of himself in that episode. See, my, my gut said take the Cowboys over the Giants, but, but my head says, you know what? I picked against them last week, so I'm going to pick them this week and just – because of the Cowboys, they'll lose by four touchdowns. So I'm going to go Vikings over Lions. Go Vikings. We like to say that anyway. Sound the horn. Sound the horn. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do, man, right? Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going Cowboys over the Giants because the Giants, I will not allow them to go 3-0. My man. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I hate the Cowboys, I will do everything in my power for the Giants to not be 3-0 because they are the ex- – Extremely, like, so lucky to be 2-0 right now. The worst 2-0 team in NFL history. Um, Wait, I missed – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I missed these – the rules. Can we pick the same team the same week? Like, could he and I – Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can pick the same team as each other. You just can't pick the same team twice. Yeah, yeah, okay, it, yeah. You know, in weeks. 
So you, I've you've got, used a guy you've I'm used going him. with the Cowboys to win on Monday Night Football. That's interesting. Manning cast, right? Yeah. Hmm? Manning cast this yeah. week. Big. I'll be tuning into the Manning cast because Joe Buck is not someone I'm going to spend my Monday night with. That's tough. I like Joe Buck in baseball. You don't, though, right? No. Yeah. I like him. I like Troy Aikman. I don't like Troy Aikman at all. I think a lot of... You're a Cowboys guy. Yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Troy Aikman is pretty bad. A lot of commentators that are in the industry kind of don't indirect or don't directly say they don't like Joe Buck, but they, they give every hint about it. Yeah. I get never, it. Never in my life has somebody said, be like Joe Buck. My favorite Everybody football. says, be like Gus Johnson. My favorite football and basketball, really. I love to hear Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan's up there. I mean, Joe Davis for sure. I Joe like Davis Marv Albert. Yeah, Marv Albert. <laughs> Marv school, Albert, yeah. 25 yeah. years ago, was yeah. good. Yeah. We got to 2020, he was... <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Mic like I that. did like Marv Albert though. <laughs> That's how Ryan Clark is too on the mic. Like he, yeah. blah, blah, you hear him like gasping for breath. I'm like, bro, just like I, I talk passionately a lot. You really got to, you got to get like a singer, yeah. man, and get in the diaphragm and get good breaths, man. Ian Eagle also in that top three with Harlan. Yeah, I don't know. Harlan's you. Of course, Harlan, you know, a, a uh, product of his connections. Mike Breen. Yeah, I like Mike Breen. Right. Bang! Yeah, I like him. And I like you know one of my favorite guys doing baseball is put it on the board. Yeah. That guy yeah. I like that. I can't remember his name now, but I, that's one of my favorite calls. Howie Rose. That's it. Howie Rose. Yeah. Put it on the board. Yeah. That ball's yes. gone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's good stuff. You can man. put it in the books. Yeah. The Mets win. That's yeah. all. That's the thing. He's the Mets radio guy. He that, also does it with. That, they didn't put it in the books. He says like this. He says yeah. it just like that. Put it on the board. And then he. Uh, I love it. And dude. then at the end of the game, he says. Put it in the books. Was yeah. he not with the yeah, White yeah. Sox at one point? That's where I heard it, I thought. White. Might be. Like, I'm thinking of the White Sox. It is Maybe. I like, just like the, I like the call. I also, yeah. like, my favorite, like, my all-time favorite call, though. My all-time favorite call is my strikeout call. I like my strikeout call. Ben Ingram has a good strikeout call. Yeah. What's your it's strikeout either. call? I forget. Strike three. Struck him out. Yeah. yeah. Long drawn out. Ah. Mm-hmm. I like Ben Ingram has a good one for the Braves radio. It's either... Got him swinging, or yeah. got him looking. It's just simple. That's and that, they, and yeah. he does the, got him looking, strike three. It's good. Speaking of crazy calls, that reminds me of Steerag. Remember, remember that guy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Steerag. I got you a good story about that guy, by the way. Umpires. Yeah. All right, so let's shift over to, from one controversy to the next. <laughs> Ooh. Arizona State. Whoa, we get we got all yeah we got all. Oh, I didn't give you mine, my survivor pick. Oh my gosh, how do I leave out my own survivor pick? Should have took the Browns, didn't. So I'm gonna pull a Graves this week, and I'm going with the Aints to beat the Panthers. <laughs> See, I was down to three. I was down to either the Cowboys, the Saints, or the Vikings. So. I, I know they're not going to make the playoffs. I feel really confident they could like anybody. I feel like the Emerald Vikings can beat the Panthers right now. It's bad. All right, moving over to, to college football real quick. Let's let's dive into some controversy. Herm Edwards fired. We talked about fired on the tarmac. I'm, I perhaps could be the next one on the tarmac. <laughs> Terminated. I thought I was getting the axe last night when Debose turns around, and starts signaling at the booth. Like I thought, I was like, dude, how could, how do you know what I said from the <laughs> sideline that you could fire me mid game? <laughs> those headsets are picking us up. They are, man. The FCC is on us now, I guess. Oh, we had the law come in on us. Yeah, it was great. Like big police officer 
Just yeah, knocked it on the door. And Graves didn't say a word. <laughs> just quietly stood, shifted over, let him do his thing. He looked. He asked me. I don't even know what he asked me. I was just like, Ugh. I mean, I'm like in mid sentence. Like there's a microphone in my mouth, basically. It's not. It's kind of obvious. That yeah, I heard. I had my headset on, and I was like, what in the world is going on <laughs> right now? Yeah. yeah. As he came brushing through there on us, that was interesting. It's it's not as interesting as having an opposing coach storm in your booth, though. That would be way more fun. How I'm so that? jealous of that not happening to me, though. That's probably a story for off air, but I wonder how that that story would have went down if it was Brian King in that booth instead of <laughs> Benji Gleason in that booth. Well, one so at a baseball game, and then his name, his last name, Gleason, at a baseball yeah. game in in Charleston at Bishop England. Man, <clears throat> that place. Anyway, I muted my mic. So guy's like talking junk, like right behind me. Well, his kid like makes. Like he like he plays for the other team, right? By the way, this is the kid who they recruited because they're based out of, right? They, mm-hmm. recruited, they literally recruited a they right fielder from Ohio to come play right field for them. It cost more to go there for a year to Bishop England High School. It does go to South Carolina University, University of South Carolina. More money. So there we are. There I am, but in my mouth like I do. I sit kind of right behind home plate, so there's people who can hear me from the other team. And. They didn't like. He didn't was like. This was Thurman. Yes, he didn't like what I was saying, and he tried to get a little sideways. I just very calmly reached over and muted my microphone, slipped the headset off, and then Coach Hyde's dad is sitting right next to me. He does not like conflict, right? He's an anti-conflict kind of guy. And I turn around and I let I let him know in no certain terms that I am not in a hurry to leave after the game. If he wants to continue to berate me, that's fine. But we can meet right over there. Like, I'm tired of hearing you berate me. I'm not going to listen to your mouth anymore. We're about to have a fist fight at this point. You're saying some unruly things. I mean, like, shut up. We're on the air. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, come on. You're, you're, you're going to – you got to get a baseball team. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's just weird. He's a Yankee. Whatever, man. Yeah. That's what they do. Damn Yankee, I guess, because he stayed, right? Isn't that the, the definition? Yankee if you visit. Damn Yankee if you stay. So – it, it actually prompted um, Mr. Height to bring the SRO with us on the next trip down to make sure that there were no shenanigans. So I get it. It probably wouldn't have gotten interesting. It might be a better question for him. But it certainly would have involved a muted mic, some dead air, and me telling him how far up his rear end he could shove his head. <laughs> and I'd be glad to help him if he just wants to wait about an hour because we're on the air. Let me finish my job, and then we yeah. can... We, we deal with you whenever. Just, hey, don't you, have, don't you have players you need to go check on, like playing for middle school somewhere? <laughs> like, you got to check on your payroll, dog. Like, something. Yeah, something. Go check on the right. recruiting board, man. All right. So that, that's that's the crazy. All right. Arizona State. Arizona State. Here is where it gets interesting. All right. Last week, they fire Edwards. What's happening in Arizona? This is... The, Man, this reminds me of like Caesar or um, the Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> I mean, this is bad. Mm-hmm. What is being alleged happened is that assistant coaches were leaking information to opponents in order to help the their own team lose, with the ultimate goal being to get rid of Herm Edwards. Oof. That's bad. Here, I mean, and Herm, man. I keep 
I've liked Herm Edwards for a long time. He's not done good at Arizona State. He's not been good. The game, he's an old school guy, and I feel like the game has changed, and he's not changed with it, and it's the nature of it. Yeah. I mean, all those type of old old school guys, just you know what I'm saying? You just can't be that way anymore. I agree. Right, yeah. You can't coach coach players up like I got coached up. And look, if I had a choice, I'd much rather get coached up like they do now. I don't think they lose anything. Except they don't have you know they don't have to battle low self esteem from time to time as much anymore. I think Coach Debose gets on our guys. Mm-hmm. I've seen him get on our guys, right? I think he still coaches hard, but I think what you're, you, what you, to what your point, Herm Edwards keeps going on that Harbin thing and the not enough love part, mm-hmm. right? Which I think Coach Debose is big on. But here's the deal: this is an opposing coach recently told the Athletic. By the way. We'll need Graham's login information for yeah. the athletic. Yeah, just renewed last night or two nights ago. There you go. He he was he had all kind of money in the bank until that happened. That twenty dollars subscription ate his, ate his every year. Up. It kills you. It kills you. But you got to have it. Cause you got to read these because they are really good about putting really good content out and then teasing you with a good lead and then putting up the rest of it, the good stuff behind the paywall. They're really good at that. There's an opposing coach recently told the athletic that it wasn't hard to get intel on this season's team. Because some within Arizona State Athletics wanted a coaching change. And so, <laughs> and so that's what they've done. Um, to make matters worse, Herm Edwards really never bothered himself. This is the report from the Athletic. Never bothered to familiarize himself with the NCAA bylaws. 26-20 and 20 overall, best season, 2019, won the Sun Bowl. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be getting another college or, or head coaching gig anywhere. No, he's going back to NBC. Yeah, he's he's going to get back behind the desk, man. In the, uh, in the meantime, the running backs, running backs coach has been promoted as the interim coach. Herm out, fired on the tarmac like Lane Kiffin. Here's my question. If you're a player at Arizona State and you know that your assistant coaches are so petty that they're snitches, to other teams, it's because they're not getting their way and they want to change. Would you want to play for those that guy if he was involved? My answer would be no, because no. what happens whenever you don't like me? Yeah, like that's crazy to me, man. Like, yeah, I agree. That's terrible. It's terrible. But you know, it's you've also got to kind of you've it's also dog eat dog world in college athletics and especially college football so i get that to an extent but like no that's not dog eat dog that's that's petty you're right that's bad you're messing with the guys living all the herms fine um you're being a snitch for your from the other side that you've also got to you, you got to figure out why people are doing that to you right yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a reason it's not because they're all bad people right yeah i mean there's something going on you wonder what like happened that. on the herms side of things yeah. yeah i mean what's really going on he's got everybody at arizona state got some soul searching to do man it's it is what it is. Let's run down this top 25. Number 25, Miami, takes on Middle Tennessee. Anybody think Middle Tennessee can pull that out? No? Okay, moving on. <laughs> Pitt takes on Rhode Island, the Fighting Temples. That's what I was about to say, the Fighting Nate Temples. <laughs> fighting Temples go to Rhode Island. They host Rhode Island. Noon, get, noon kick on the ACC network, by the way, in case you're interested. This, is, this might be a compelling game. Uh, number 22, Texas at Texas Tech. 3.30 ESPN game today. Texas is not as – I just don't know, man. The Texas boy in me. I uh, yeah. In Texas, 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 Texas versus Tech, Texas versus A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, all those four schools going at each other. Anytime that, that's a big deal down there. So When we get up clo- uh, up further in the t- top 25, I'm going to drop another storyline on you. 
But you just mentioned something that's really weird that's going to happen thanks to all the landscape changing in college football and the conferences. All right, so moving on. Texas, I don't know. That, that's maybe an upset alert right there for because Texas Tech can play a little bit. BYU and Wyoming. BYU. They're okay. I, I like having the BYU game on at 10 o'clock, though. One last game in before you go to bed. It's great. It's also just boring enough to put you to sleep. Tennessee, Florida. I'm going down the top 25. We'll get there. Tennessee's 11. Okay. Well, Florida's 20. So. Yeah, I'm going by the the what okay. the first team here on the level. Washington, Stanford. Nobody cares. Is the Pac-12 even relevant? Are they Pac-12, Pac-10, Pac whatever? You going off of? What's Southern Cal ranked? Because uh, Washington's 18. Uh, yeah, Washington's 18. Correct. Oh, so we just I was I said 20. Right, but Tennessee is is, is the lower the higher ranked team, and it's the higher ranked first. Oh. So see. they like, like they went see, from. What are you on? ESPN. Yeah, see, the athletics way better. Yeah. I, I just I don't have that kind of money, man, to pay for that <laughs> annual subscription, bro. That's pretty. Yeah. It's way like nicer. It. it is. I might have to drop the two grand or whatever it is for the. <laughs> yeah, for the athletic yeah, subscription. Yeah. All right. Continuing on Baylor at Iowa State. That might be a good one. Noon ESPN 2. Ole Miss and Tulsa. At one time, that might have been a good game. Ole Miss going to romp in that one, though, I think. Oregon and Washington State. It's packed stuff again. Penn State, Central Michigan, blah, blah, blah. Hey, speaking of Arizona State, they have Utah tonight at 1030. That might be fun to watch. ESPN game late. NC State and UConn. All right, now, here we go. Number 11, Tennessee. Faces off on number 20, Florida. That's a 330 CBS game today, SEC on CBS, which is only two more years of that before it becomes the Big Ten on CBS at 330. About seven times more money, too. It's going to be a good game. I, I like Tennessee to, to win. but mm-hmm. Yeah. Another good game, Arkansas and Texas A&M. You missed them. They're 23. You act like I didn't even skip them. Yeah, they don't matter. I don't know. It's going to be a good game, though. I, Arkansas, I think, is on the come up. It's man. in Jerry's world. Yeah, it's, it's right. It is in Jerry's world, which is an, yeah, that's another. That's where they play the Red River rivalry every year, too, right? Did that play in Dallas? They used to play Texas years ago, like Oklahoma. the fairgrounds, but now they play it in Dallas, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. But whenever I grew up there, they played it in like the Texas Fairgrounds. Yeah. I think. Good stuff. Top 10 Kentucky team, number eight, takes on Northern Illinois at 7 o'clock tonight. Are they for real? Kentucky? I don't think we know enough about them yet. We're going to find out. I mean, they beat soon. Florida, did they not? They did beat Florida. But yeah, that's not the first time. Like that's, yeah. They beat Florida not too long ago. Mm-hmm. They beat South Carolina seven or eight times in a row. That's pathetic. <laughs> Can't even deal with it. SC and Oregon State. <laughs> we have to talk. Maybe an SC may be one of the teams that may be underrated. Caleb Williams from yeah. Southern Cal, the transfer. He's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The transfer. Wonder where he came from. <laughs> Speaking of which, number six, Oklahoma will take on K State. Not even sure why we're showing that on TV. Another good game, Clemson at Wake. At noon kickoff on ABC. It's five versus 21, isn't it? That is correct. Number five, Clemson, number 21, Wake Forest. I'm curious to see if the 17th year senior Hartman. Can get it done against the Tigers today. Michigan and Maryland, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ooh, I like I mean, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. What time is that game? That that game is a seven thirty ABC game. So nice. You Where's that at? At Wisconsin, at Ohio State. It'll be at Ohio State. Okay. So you'll be back from Crumble Cookie in time. Yeah. Alabama Vandy, is that a game? SEC Network. 
Georgia, Kent State. Yikes. Okay. We're getting ready to get to good football because a lot of conference plays coming up. Just like high school football. But there is one game that's not going to be played anymore. Bedlam is no more. Or uh, not Oregon, Oregon State. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Once Oklahoma makes the move to the SEC, they will, they will no longer play the Bedlam game. Mm. I, like, I like the way that college football is changing personally. I don't really like that. I, think they, I mean, we, we're not going to – Carolina still plays Clemson. We're fine. You can still play them. Although, go to the nine-game conference schedule coming up is going to be tougher. Yeah, and also uh, with the Big 12, the way that they do their scheduling is that they play all the way up until the last week of the season because – well, they did, but now they have a conference championship game. So they still they used to not have a conference championship game. So now that they do, add an extra week to their season, and so it's hard to squeeze in all those games because everybody plays everybody. I just don't like this new landscape of how everybody's changing conferences and everything. Like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's a big deal down there, obviously. Right. Texas, ver- Texas versus Texas A and M was humongous when I was growing up. It'll be an SEC rivalry now. Yeah. But for a while, they hadn't played it. Yeah. For the past couple of years, they hadn't played it. They'll it's just play it weird. Now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I like the way – because I think we just need to give up on the sham of, of amateur athletics at the collegiate level. I think we just need to have two different con- – which we do. In Division two and Division three. hey, if you can make some money good, this is where you want to keep it pure. And I hear people say, well, you should make them – they get an NIL, you should make them pay for their college. Well, no, nah, bro, because they're, they're bringing money into the university still. Yeah, I mean, they're bringing – millions and millions. I'll give you a perfect example. Nobody cared about a number seven Carolina jersey when Chris Smelly was the quarterback. Everybody bought that thing when Jadavion Clowney put a number seven on it. And to this day, even though there's no name on it, you see a number seven Carolina jersey, someone says, that's a Jadavion Clowney jersey. I don't see how he doesn't deserve a slice of that. Well, you know, it, what, the, what you just said reminds me of the Fab Five documentary where Jalen Rose was talking about how they went to the national championship and lost their freshman year. They all came back, and he said, we didn't even have enough money to go to Taco Bell. Like, we had to chip in to go to Taco Bell. And you see guys walking down with number down the street with number five Michigan jerseys on and Fab Five T-shirts that yeah. they're not profiting off of. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's them. And, and I, don't, I don't also agree <clears throat> with the, the, well, the swimming team needs to get paid too. No, they don't. They don't generate money. This is about money. They don't generate money on the swim team. They just don't. Look, I'm, I'm all for it. I love to swim. I'm a lifelong swimmer. I used to be a lifeguard, man. Big-time swimmer. If you think the swim team should be getting paid, then you should start watching the swim team. That, exactly. You, you, you can't name one college swimmer, can you? Yes, yeah. I can, actually. Can't Wait, no, Ledecky. I can't. Ledecky huh? graduated. Oh. I do know one. Madeline Green. Oh. I was thinking of the, Is that who you said is Ledecky? Is that the name of the yeah. national Champion, the the one hundredth ranked. Yeah, but swimmer. I mean, people are saying that, but they can't name me one college swimmer. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's my point. Is like same thing. With, same thing with the WNBA and women's soccer. Like, okay, especially WNBA, you can set your own salaries, put people in the seats, and if people don't like your product, I'm sorry. I have products that I've tried to 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 peddle that people didn't like, and I just went belly up. It is what it is. My wife too, wasn't because she was a woman, because she had a product that wasn't as good. It is what it is. So, that, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of where I – but we've we got to solve this thing better. The NIL was, was not a good answer, I don't think. This, to me, is like when we said, hey, we've got a big problem with health care nationally, and we try to solve it with you know, you know, Universal Health Care Act, which 
Affordable Care Act, I mean, which did, didn't solve anything, didn't do anything really meaningful. Still at the same 5 million people on insurance, you know, and, and shifted burdens that, you know, it's just weird. I just. It's not regulated. It's, it's I, I not. Like, I like the premise of being able to make money off your name, image, and likeness. Why shouldn't you? Exactly. But there's a fine line. I didn't mean to cut you off, but there's a fine like line. Recruiting violations. Correct. And then the heck you look with it, that though. Look, let's just acknowledge it, right? That's what I'm saying. Let's quit calling it recruiting violations. It's not, man. This is this is semi-pro ball at division major power Kay. five football. Let's just acknowledge okay, that. Okay. Think about North Carolina basketball. Okay. Last year they struggled. They get into March Madness. They get hot. They make a run to the national championship. You have guys like Caleb Love and Armando Baycott who are fringe first or second round picks. They decide to come back another year with NIL. Armando Baycott is making $500,000 right now. Right. Caleb Love is making $375,000. Right. They're making three times as much as they would make in the G League. Yeah. That is not amateur athletics. No, and I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Let's quit calling it that. It's, yeah. It hasn't been for a long time. No. Look, Marcus Dupree got a double wide. That was in the early 80s. In the seven, Okay, I'll do you one better. How far back this has gone. <laughs> I mean, it's. Okay, so my dad, Graham. Before he came to Northside Baptist, was a pastor at First Baptist Church in Farmersville, which is like forty miles north of Dallas. So he has this guy, the uh, Tedford Chevrolet. You know, I told you that right. they had the guy at the big car dealership. The Cowboys players would go buy stuff from. He was a member of our church. There was a guy named Robbie Bishop, who was friends with the Tedfords. So my dad still keeps in contact with all them. Tedford, the guy who took over his dad's dealership, called him one day. Called my dad. He said that he'd found some of his like W twos from back in the day. And he said he made chump change. And so he's telling everybody this. And Robbie Bishop says, you made how much? And he told him that. He told him what he made. And he said, I made more money my freshman year at Oklahoma playing for Barry Switzer. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like in the late 70s, early uh, 80s. Yeah. That was Dupree. Barry Switzer was the one who took the double wide to Dupree. That stuff's been going on. Mm-hmm. Like, just quit. Like, they do it at Carolina. I'm not stupid. Like I, it, if it's a major college program and they're successful, they're doing it. I don't care who you are. You have to. And I'm okay, we just need to be okay with that. It's not amateur athletics. It's no. pro ball. Let the Power Five go be the Power Five and let them go pay people if they want to. We've legalized what SMU got the death penalty for. Exactly. Exactly. Craig James still living off that money. Yeah. Look, I just don't, I just, you know, just let them do it. Why? It, there's, if you, if you're a, fan of college football and you have a problem with the NIL, you're the reason why they have Wait, don't, NIL don't tell money. Chris Cox that. He's a big anti-NIL. Yeah, but you, you're you part of what made college football so big, the millions and millions of fans. Without the millions and millions of fans, there will be no NIL. Correct. Correct. And, and there will be no reason to want... The diehard fans of college football are the reason why these players are getting paid right now. So if you're a diehard college, college football fan, it's why are you complaining that the NIL, you, Correct. you were the one that made this possible. Correct. Look, man, they get a free education. Yeah, they do. But the, So do seven girls tennis players for fully funded scholarship, and there's six starters. Yeah. So. It's weird. You, know, you only get 13 for baseball, which is stupid. You know, you please baseball 13 people. Exactly. You can't field a team 13. That's silly. I mean, whatever. it's the old adage, money talks, BS walks. That's right. But look. There's more butts in the seat at a, mm-hmm. at a basketball game. They get full scholarships, not at a baseball game. Correct. They don't. It's I mean, sometimes the scholarships aren't even uh, 
money. They're just we'll waive the out-of-state tuition. So you still you get you still have to pay two times the tuition. You just have to pay the in-state fee because mm-hmm. you're coming from out of state. That's the scholarship. My buddy Buck Billings, the Lander rugby coach, like he has a he holds a camp every year. He's got to raise twenty thousand dollars because he gives five players a thousand dollars scholarship to try and help offset the cost of tuition from his camp money. And you get four years across that five people a year, you got twenty thousand dollars every year to dole mm-hmm. out to these scholarships, just to try and get them to come, to to play, you know, because you don't. And look, yeah, I mean, Division One college teams for women's tennis, they have six single starters, and then they might have one or two doubles players that don't play singles, and so that's they get eight fully funded, get eight scholarships. So you could have your entire team that plays on a full scholarship for a women's tennis match. Yeah. Yeah. But that for baseball, you're going to have not one single player to full scholarship. Never when we're talking Division never. One difference between D1 and D2, you alluded yeah. to it. Brian, what's the – I know whenever I worked in the athletic department at Lander, like men's basketball was fully funded. And I think women's basketball was close to that. Do you know what the, the landscape looks like at Lander now? Yeah, it's, it's similar to that. I know women's basketball was up there. Uh, yeah. Baseball was – Mm-hmm. Uh, very close to that. I don't think it's that much anymore because we've also added sports like cross so and, and wrestling and field, field hockey. hockey. Uh, I can tell you, Lander Tennis is not even close um, to fully funded. Yeah, they're down a full scholarship and more than that. Uh, so, yeah, there's. But it goes back to what you're saying, money. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if there is one in particular that is 100% fully funded. When I was there, this was eight years ago, nine years ago, but men's basketball was fully funded, I think. Can you imagine Bama having an issue getting 85 scholarships right. for their football team? Can you imagine South Carolina, who was not good, having trouble getting 85 scholarships? Money to fund 85 scholarships for football? I don't. I don't think they have any problem with that. Like anybody has any problem funding 85 scholarships on football, which comes back to the point about, you know, they make the money. And which is why. Four and a half is the maximum for a Division One men's tennis team, and eight is for a women's tennis team because of the Title Nine, where you have to right. have the same amount of scholarships for right. your uh, men's programs and your women's programs. Yeah. You get and so, when football has eighty, yeah. it has to balance out. So, your women's sports for a soccer, a tennis, a lacrosse, all these, all these sports, uh, basketball, even softball, where they have more than their than their men's counterpart because it has to bounce off because there is no football for women. So you have 80 scholarships you have to take and disperse those evenly mm-hmm. among women's sports teams. Yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, and look, man, again, the kids make the money. They're the ones literally making the money. Nobody is going to watch Dabo Sweeney coach. They're going to watch whoever Clemson's got slinging the ball to whatever – future NFL wide receivers on the outside to stomp everybody in the dirt year in and year out. I mean, that's what they're there to watch. Like, I can't believe Dabo Sweeney is the highest paid uh, state employee in South Carolina, right? People are saying that all over Twitter. Like, well, you, you tuned into an ESPN game when Clemson was playing, right? Yeah. You know how much mm-hmm. money they're making off of you? Yeah. You know how much money yeah. that g- is going to Dabo Sweeney? You know what I mean? It's, so, it's like, yeah, you watch Clemson, don't you? Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. NIL yeah. has triggered the transfer portal, which we can call it the transfer portal is free agency. Free agency. Okay. Now it is with the NIL. It's yeah. Totally so free agency. I was talking about the North Carolina guys. It it changes everything because so we were talking about fully funded programs. Armando Baycott, center for North Carolina, I saw him do a podcast after they made that national championship run and they all decided they're coming back this year. He said you would be the guy that was hosting it. Baycott said, "I'm not naming names because I'm not throwing people under the bus." He said, but you'd be shocked 
of big-name college basketball players that have personally called me and said, hey, I want to come play. And he, and he said, my response says, we don't have any scholarship stuff. And Armando Baycott was a lot smarter than he looks on TV because he literally said, but now with the NIL, who's to say you don't get this guy a X amount, $300,000, $400,000 NIL, and now it's free agency, and he walks on, but you're paying the guy to come there and pay mm-hmm. for his tuition. I mean, it just changes everything. It does, and that's why I say we just need to take the mask off. And regulate. Yeah, just call it what it is. That's the thing that we, we saw with uh, Gigi Jackson he ran into. Right. Where no North scholarship. Carolina, North Carolina didn't have a scholarship available. Mm-hmm. South Carolina did, but they also had NIL available. The NIL too. money that you're going to so get because you're in your in, hometown. In Columbia. So with the fact that you won't be a walk-on, and you're gonna you're gonna get a full scholarship, and you're gonna get a little bit more NIL because you're in your hometown and playing for South Carolina. That's one of the biggest reasons. He had, they had a scholarship next year, and so then he committed, no, yeah. knowing he right. was gonna have to come next year and change his mind. Whenever he told them, "I'm not coming until next year," they yeah. gave their last scholarship to Pete Nance. Right, right, which is better yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, they worked out. But look, yeah, he was coming. Look, but the only world in which a South Carolina basketball program has a chance to land Gigi Jackson is one in which NILs exist. Correct, hundred percent agree. And, and like I, you know, the again, only world that it that Clemson was a finalist for Zion Williamson is same deal. Same and deal. the only only and Carolina world. as well. <laughs> in that mix too. <laughs> the yeah. only world that took, that Duke got Zion Williamson is because of that. Man. Oh yeah, you yeah, think? So. I mean, but Duke is Duke. They're they're always been so good, man. They're 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 legendary always, for good. It might I know not you have been, hate them, but oh yeah, I respect them. Like I mean, th- I hate them because they're good. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's that's not that's a little bit different. They've got you. You can attract top talent to Duke oh, yeah, yeah, in North sure. Carolina. You can. You can't. You don't attract the number one player in the country to Columbia, South Carolina, to play basketball. Yeah. You just don't. Especially for a first year coach who just came from Chattanooga. Like you just don't. I. I, I like what Lamont Paris is doing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Gigi Jackson, though, in this class, is not number one. He's like twentieth. Oh well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so he was number one. Yeah. Now, when you go up, he's not number one anymore. So it, it's it's more reasonable. That a South Carolina will get the twentieth best. I still don't think that's reasonable either. I think it is. They're gonna get Santarius Thornwell, some players like that that were highly ranked. And do you not think the here's I, I honestly believe when you had Sin there and when you had PJ, PJ Dozier, Dozier and those guys, I think they I think they got paid something. Oh, Why yeah. else do they go to Carolina, bro? I mean Santarius Thornwell could have played anywhere. It's been going on for years, just yeah. nobody's ever said it. No, and like the, the the outrage over it is just I don't know, man. Ime Uduka. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> All right, we got two minutes to talk about Ime Uduka. We'll slide some NBA talk in here because we got – oh, no, we got a whole – no, yeah, we got top five chokes coming up and look ahead. So we got – now we got 90 seconds for Ime Uduka. All right, Ime Uduka. Sus- uh, this is, you just want to do this because the Celtics, though. Yeah, let's just be clear. Sus- suspended for the whole season. Celtics coach. A Duke scandal. Yeah. Um, he was – It's a big rivalry for the Sixers. Yeah, Celtics. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd want to talk about it if it was yeah. Coach K did something stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, I get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's suspended for the whole season, and it's not a league matter. It is a Celtics matter. Um, and he had improper, intimate, and conse- consensual relationship with a female member of team staff, sources tell The Athletic, yeah. uh, <laughs> and it's been deemed a violation of the franchise code of conduct. He will uh, be suspended for the entire 2022-23 season. Um, they will not fire him just yet. I don't know why. I He's get still it. under contract. No, I think they're trying to make him resign so they yeah. don't have to give him his buyout. Buyout. Yeah. So. But you, you could, uh, you could all, but you could, if you fire him for cause, you probably don't have to pay the buyout. And that, yeah, you could argue fraternization would be for cause. Yeah, but again, that would go through the league. 
And the league's not suspending him. Yeah. It is the Celtics. But it's frat, but it's it is league. But you, if you fire him for a violation of your fraternization rule, that's true. That that's for cause because he there's a company policy which is not an abnormal one. Yeah. And you can't is, fraternize in my office. He is married with a kid, by the way. A yeah. buddy of mine is a huge <laughs> Celtics fan. Like grew up in Boston, went to the Boston Garden, watched Bird and all those guys play. He said that he'd been doing this. The coach had been doing this for a, a long time with multiple women. He just picked the wrong one in this instance. Yeah. Oh, he's married to Nia Long, by the way. Really? Yeah. How? What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> How are you married to Nia Long and cheating, bro? I just lost respect for that guy. That is crazy. So, uh, Matt Barnes, who used to be typical bad boy in the NBA, defended Uduka. Of course he did. No, at the beginning, and then he got a call from somebody that knew what happened, and then Matt Barnes makes a video the next day apologizing for defending and says the details that not everybody knows are are not what you want. Yeah, I, I think based on the fact that he got suspended for a year for having a consensual relationship tells me that it's – might be consensual, but it's kind of like Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky consensual. That wasn't exactly consensual, right? Yeah. I don't trust you guys. <laughs> I never. It's Graham. Graham, you're the guy I never trust. You're always sneaking around doing stuff, and it's usually at my expense, and that's why I don't trust you. Nothing. Can't trust half Bro, I'm telling you. Well, Emo Duca was a uh, an assistant under Brett Brown. Please uh, don't say that. That's the, a bad joke. I put that in my pocket, too. Of the 76ers. Yeah. So he was he was a 76ers assistant, then went to be the Celtics coach. Was formerly under Popovich as well. So Duca was uh, pretty pretty well known as assistant coach, a great assistant coach, and then went to the Celtics. Did went to those finals in his first season. Yeah. So and apparently one heck of a gigolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was married to Neil Long. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? So you guys might be too old, but I remember being young when Friday came out. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And, like, everybody was in love with Nia Long, man. Like, everybody. And then she, I knew her more from whenever she was, Will Smith played Lisa on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. That was Nia Long? I'm pretty sure it was, was I it not? I think that was Hillary. No, you talked Lisa, not Hillary. No, no, Hillary. no, 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 no. I'm about to show you. Hill, the, We're I was thinking of short Hillary. Hair, short hair, I was right? thinking of Hillary initially, because every, every dude I knew had a crush on Hillary on the Fresh Prince, too, man. Like, that, no, look, that was her on Fresh Prince. She, played, she looks just like on Friday. She played uh, the role of Claudia. Claudia on Fresh right. Prince, she played Lisa. Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah Lisa. Yeah. Who is Will Smith's yeah. uh, like girlfriend cool. slash fiance? I remember now. Took me back there, man, to my young days. But yeah, I can't believe he's married to Neil Long, bro. And she's obviously put up with some garbage because he's. This is, from my understanding, I don't they know had, this. They had okay. This the story is, uh, they had just moved to Boston, like the ten year old son. And and Nia Long to Boston, uh, and there was a team meeting in July where Aduka knew that there was going to be an investigation, and Nia Long and the family just found out a week ago, a couple of days before the report came out, and so they had just moved, and he had known this the whole time. As an Irishman, you know, I'm supposed to like the Celtics, I think. No. I don't. This makes me, gives me, just, I, I do like Tatum, though. And I do like Smart a lot. I don't like Adoku any much, though. Anymore, for sure. Are you done with your Celtic slamming now? No, Land I got a couple more in me, but we'll save that for later. Let Landon will be happy about it, too, man. Don't worry about it. He's all about the slamming of, of uh, 
Celtics, Raptors, Celtics. Heat, any of those teams. Not the Heat. No, the Heat suck. Yeah. I just I won't slam the Heat anymore. Yeah, Heat suck. That was Gavin's team. That's why I won't slam them anymore. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but they suck. Yeah. I like Jimmy Buckets, too. Yeah, I do like Jimmy Butler. It's hard I do to not like. like Spo. Don't like Spo. He's a good coach. Good coach. Don't like him, though. He, I, he, do, he told his players to dive at Embiid's knees. I can't prove it, but that's what I think. <laughs> I have the sneaking suspicion that he told them to just jump at their knees. Yeah, got it. All right. It's been a chill hip-hop day. A lot of chill beats today. On the other side, this is going to be a fun segment, man. Top five chokes coming up, and then we'll look ahead for the weekend. Starting your weekend off right. Scramble Sports, sit down. We'll be back in about three minutes.
Crazy Saturday morning. Hey, look, we ain't mad at you, Braves. Spencer Strider, the greatest pitcher of all time, according to some, is now on the 15-day Tupac right now. Yeah, this is great, man. Like I can listen to Tupac all day. So smooth, man. It's the gangsta me. Yeah, Graham's day is. Oh, look at this. what is going on, bro? Is your dog, are you talking about your dog Spencer Strider or the player Spencer Strider? Because you look like your dog's on the DL. Yeah, Spencer Strider, 15-day injured list. It's not, it's not the DL anymore. IL. Yeah. Sucks. If you're an old head, it's the DL. It is what it is. Top five chokes, I'm excited about yeah, this. Yeah, this is great. So we, I, wanted, I wanted to tease it with this because I've been thinking about this. Like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you guys ever watch it? Mm-hmm. So it's a payphone scene, by the way. He's playing that on his keyboard as he uh, fakes being sick. He calls the payphone at the school. Half the people listening to this don't even know what a payphone is right now. Right? I know what it is. Yeah. You, have you ever seen one actually like a real payphone? Uh, New York City. There used to be a cool little trick. When I used to live over by the new old Walmart. Because it's not the new Walmart, really. It's the old Walmart. It's not even the old Walmart. It's really the new Walmart because old Walmart goes way up there where Gary Russ is now, right? So it's the new old Walmart. It's the second iteration of Walmart in Greenwood. I lived over by it. But you could go over there and you could dial as a collect call with zero first, and it would just put it through. You could also take a paper clip with you. And there was a certain hole in the speaker on the mouthpiece you could put the paper clip in. If you put put it in, touch the certain thing in there, then it wouldn't make you drop a dime in. That's how we used to communicate, boys. You'd go have to find a payphone and, and beep your homeboy in and stand next to it and guard it with your life, so that, you know nobody tried to use it while you wait for your homeboy to call you back. Good times, man. Good times, bro. Just meet me at the court. That's what we used to say. Meet me at the court. Top five chokes. That may be, like, I have to put myself maybe as an honorable mention top five chokes because I did put the ball in the opponent's basket one time. <laughs> I didn't tell you all this story? No. Yeah, oh. you do. I don't think he was here. Oh, though. you weren't here. Let me re just retell it. I obviously, like Billy Hoyle was in my top five fictional athletes. Yeah. White man can't jump. That's me. Can't jump. Shoot the daylights out of basketball. Jump? No. Can't do it getting worn out on the boards like worn absolutely out by this dude i'm so so ready to just stop getting destroyed by him on the boards so it comes down there shooting free throw right and i'm thinking i cannot he's he's rebounded over me twice on this is in a high school game yes a jv game thank god mm -hmm. oh thank god so i'm determined that i get out we get there and i get like all right i look over to my right and i see this guy's sets up shop next to me because he knows he can get the rebound. I'm like, I'm not letting this get a rebound on me this time. And so the, the ball can, I see the ball go back. I actually I, I have a Dennis Rodman moment. I didn't know it was a Dennis Rodman moment until I watched um, The Last Dance. 
Mm-hmm. I see the ball coming like, oh, it's coming off my side of the rim when he puts it up. I see that it's going to miss to the left, which I'm on that side of the lane. And so I'm like, I got to shot this. I got to get this guy out of the way. Dude, I do the best box out. Of, uh, anybody's ever boxed anybody else out. It was the best box out. I wish you had vi- we had video back then because this is your training video. Mm-hmm. This is what a good box out looks like. I box him out. He's got a little bit of a height advantage on me. He can also jump. I can't. But because I have good position, I finally get a rebound. It's my first one going head-to-head with this guy where I get the mm-hmm. rebound. I'm so pumped. I take the ball and put it right back up. <laughs> I can picture this in my head. <laughs> and, like, everything stops. Like, the ball falls down, and, like, everyone is, like, frozen in time. And the ball comes down out of the out of the, and then hops in the same place to, like, stops. And everybody's just kind of looking around. Finally, the official goes, um... It's two for them. Here we go. <laughs> Bob Stoner told me a story about back in the day whenever he was statting a basketball game. I forget, like, some years and years and years ago, Lander was playing Erskine, like in the 70s or 80s. And Lander wins the opening tip, and a guy for Lander went the, went the wrong way and dunked it the first possession of the game on the opposing <laughs> goal. <laughs> it was just, like, so jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Who do you, who do you give the points to? I don't know. What, I don't know how you would do that in a scorebook. I don't. I don't know how you do that in a scorebook. Who, who, who gave? Who would? Who gave the points? Or who got the two points in your situation? The free throw shooter, or the guy you boxed out. I don't know. I don't. Know who, I don't know what player got the points. I know what team got the points. It wasn't mine. Yeah. Who, who should get the points in that situation? That's an interesting is it, question. Is it the closest or the last one to touch? Google it. No, that's too much work. I would assume the guy who's the closest, maybe the closest to yeah, the closest guy. I think so. You know, if like like Brian and I were going up for a rebound and I was trying to tip it out and I actually tipped in the opposing goal, you were closest, so you'd get. I would get the basket there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably there. There you go. That's a pretty big choke. Although that was at the end of the first half, at least, and we ended up winning the game. I had a three pointer in that game, by the way. That won the game. My biggest choke, personally. Oh, I got a couple. Tennis wise, I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> basketball fouled a shooter on a half-court shot with a tie ball game in the last seconds of a fourth quarter. Mm. In middle school? No, church league. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I guarantee you my man from the North let you hear about that in middle school. Sean yeah, Mims. I would never have done that with Mims. No, you wouldn't have played again. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't have. All right, so let's get into the actual top five chokes of history. I'm going to give you Landon's real quick because they're pretty good. I will say this is not the high. He set a pretty high bar with Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. This is not that good, but it is pretty good. You'll appreciate this, Graham, this last one. You'll really appreciate number three. You'll, you'll see when I get there. Saka Sancho Rashford missed the PKs in the yeah. Euro final of 2020. By the way, it, all of England absolutely melted down after that. People think that the United States is a big racist country. Go read social media in England after they missed the PKs, bro. Whoa. <laughs> Terrible. It was awful, man. Awful. That's his number five. Yankees, Red Sox, of course, 2004 ALCS, up 3 0. Here's going to be your favorite Greg Norman, 96 Masters Collapse. Any Australian? Yeah, I think my parents were at that. Really? I believe so. I'll have to ask. Yeah. Well, I know she's listening, so. She'll, she'll Mom, text you momentarily. Mom, just text me. Yeah. Is that the, Let one, us know, is that the Masters where you were at? It's not on my list, but I thought about it. Yeah. I wasn't born, so. It has to. I mean, neither was Landon. Let's face it. But, but I mean, it's, that's probably one of the biggest. That one or Jordan Spieth. Yeah, that's pretty big. I was too. there for that. That one. one's on mine as well, just a different place. I mean, that's that Masters, was the Masters. The Masters, Bubba Watson. 
Yeah, with Jordan. Speed. I mean, I was actually I was there. For Greg, probably, Nor- Greg Norman was up six strokes going in the last day and lost by five. Yeah, he it, gave uh, eleven shots. Uh, yeah, and this is what you against you. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't playing head to head with right, your yeah. opponent. Like this is you against. It's just you a mental stuff. meltdown. Bless his number two. Yeah, Chris Weber. Oh yeah, I like that. That one's in mind too. I'm just gonna tell you that that the timeout man. I should have put that one on there. Yeah, being a North Carolina guy, I respect it. I will. There is someone who does who he says he thought he heard him yell to, but you got to know that. And 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 everybody has said in the huddle it was very clear we have no timeouts. They made it clear. That's probably the, one of the best teams to never win a championship. Oh yeah, golly, number one. I hate this. I'll read the, even the parenthetical statement he has after this. Golden State Warriors up three one. Give it up to LeBron and his guys. LeBron's the goat is what he says after this. By the way. I'm not sure we agree with I that. I agree. Yep, I do. I'm sure you do. I just changed mine on the fly, so I'm okay. just going away from what I just did. Cause, okay, so five, I have North Carolina, Kansas, and national championship last year. North okay. Carolina blew the biggest halftime lead in the history of the nas- or Final Four. They weren't expected to get there, but by God, when you get there and you have a 15-point lead at halftime, finish it. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, Number four, I have 2011 NBA Finals, Miami-Dallas. Miami's up t- – 2-1, they start making, if y'all remember, the whole Dirk's got a cold and coffin walk into the locker room. Then Dirk suddenly turns into the best player in the history of the game. Yeah. <laughs> the next three games. Yeah. Uh, number three, I have Nick Anderson, game one of the 1995 NBA Finals. Uh, if you remember, that was the Penny and Shaq. Mm. That was a good. He good, was an yeah. up and coming guy. Game one of the NBA oh, Finals. And he fouled the shooter. No, right? no, no, no. They were up 110 to 107. They the magic Shaq word. Out. No, they were. They fouled. The, he missed four consecutive free throws. Okay. With 45 seconds left in the game, he missed four consecutive free throws. Yeah. They the gave Rock- him four shots at yeah, him. Yeah. The, the Rockets come back and beat him 120 to 118. They sweep. That they series. sweep, yeah. and then he was never the same. Yeah. What was the uh, where they then? I think it might have been that series where they knew the guy was going to do a pump fake, and he bit and he fouled him. Net losing. I forget. I think that might have been him like the next game. Yeah. But game one, like he literally, they were up three with 45 seconds left and fouled him for two consecutive possessions. He missed four straight free throws. That was terrible. Number two, I have Greg Norman, 96 Masters. That's a tough one not to put in the list, man. A lot of people put that number one. And then number 11 one, strokes, bro. Then number one, I have Yankees Red Sox. That's a big one. Yep. Honorable mention, 28 to three. That is, that's on mine. Yeah. That's not on mine either. Uh All right. At number five, I have Romo fumbled snap versus Seahawks in the wild card game. That's a big joke, man. (laughs) Trust me, I was going to put that one in there. Number four. (laughs) Number four, I have Sixers versus the Hawks series where the Sixers blew a 26-point lead in game five and then an 18-point lead in game Game four. Um, And so they end up losing in seven. And then Ben Simmons passing the ball when Trey Young is like 5'3 and right under the basket and he's 6'10 and doesn't dunk it. It's a big choke. Uh, Chris Weber, 1993, NCAA championship. You don't have a timeout, bro. Don't call it. Um, 2007, Mets lose the division after having a seven-and-a-half game lead with 15 games left. <laughs> That's terrible. That is awful. That is <laughs> a, so that is a historic Squire, that one's for you, buddy. That was for anybody. That's historic. Now that we're like in that where there's about 15 games left and you think about a seven-and-a-half game lead, like I'm looking at a two-and-a-half game lead or whatever, three-game lead for the Mets, which is about to happen uh, after this weekend. And I'm thinking that's there's no way you come back from that. So seven-and-a-half is just insane uh, for the Mets to Met. 
And the number one Yankees 3-0 lead over the Red Sox blow. It's hard to have that off the list. It's never that'll never happen again. No, I don't. I just especially at that level. I just don't. I don't think it can happen again either. All right, Braves three one up there as well. Twenty eight three. Yeah. Norman ninety six. Yeah. Could all have been. I got twenty eight three. Obviously the Falcons um, in my list. Here's one that I that I took this one. I don't know that you call this one of the top five chokes. I just thought it'd be an interesting one to talk about. Roberto Duran Nomas. I mean that's pretty big. Yeah, that's pretty big. I mean, you just go. You quit. Like it, that's like the ultimate choke in it to quit mm-hmm. in the middle of a fight, bro. It's a fight. Right. Yeah. It's like a fight fight. Like it, it's a fight. Um, I wanted to put the New England penalty takers in mine as well, but I took them out when when uh, when, when landed. But um, yeah, but but I, I do want to add a soccer one in. I want to add in uh, Chesney's conceded goal uh, when when Liverpool fired him. I think it was twenty eighteen, maybe when he basically passes the ball right to a defender who's right in front of him, like he's not standing there, just kicks it right to him, and the guy just. Can't believe it's at his feet. Just pokes it back into the goal. Another yeah. one for Liverpool is uh, Steven Gerrard's slip against Chelsea. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, yeah. Simon Minule in the Champions League final against Real Madrid, the first one where he was yeah. just the worst goalkeeper of ever. all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like ever. ever. <laughs> that, I think Lander might have four better goalkeepers than what that <laughs> was. And I think they only have three on the roster. I was going to say they only got three on the roster, though, right? Yeah. All right uh, Greg Norman, obviously. I put that in there for you, Graham. He's, I think he's whole Aussie, though. I can trust him a little bit more than half Aussies. And, of course, my number one, Chris Weber. Time out. Because I was so watching that on TV and, like, you big doofus. That's so bad. So bad. Eric Montross, baby. Montrose. Another one of mine I was thinking about uh, is the Vikings kicker. I think it was Walsh where he missed the 12-yard field goal or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to, to go. Yeah. And, of course, I, I, my honorable mention, another game that I watched was Scott Norwood. Missing. I, I wanted to mention him as well. I, I was going to slide that in instead of the soccer one because uh, Landon had the, the PKs, but um, I went more soccer, which I thought was good. I like soccer. It's good stuff. Chesney was awful. Yeah, He was Arsenal keeper. I said Liverpool. No, he was Liverpool keeper before they brought in the guy that's there now. Allison. Allison. He's really good, by the way. He's really good. Liverpool's a pretty good squad. Allison's his first name. Yeah, he just Becker. goes. He just yeah. goes by Allison. That's what. That's what <laughs> soccer players do, though. They got their first name on their jerseys all over the place, except for like Sergio Aguero. He has Kun Aguero. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? I think it's his middle name. No. I don't know, but I mean, look, uh, Virgil Van Dyke. Virgil. Virgil. We could have taken this in a completely different direction if we went to like physical chokes. <laughs> Latrell Sprewell. Latre- I thought someone was good. I did not put Latrell Sprewell on there because I thought Latrell Sprewell. Bobby Knight and uh, the Bobby guy, Knight. the guy in practice. I forget yeah. his name. Yeah, that was there's a there was a, a great list developed of chokes. Which Marcellus. No, we're not doing them. <laughs> Marcellus Una and his. Mom. We're not doing those. That's not remember? funny, but it is. We're not doing those, man. We're gonna get canceled, bro. <laughs> it's the woke 2020s, man. Like you can't talk about it. I don't know. The Undertaker choke slamming. Can't, or mankind off the yeah. top of the yeah. hill in We the took cell. this one literally. Like, yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took our job seriously. I'm so glad that we finally did that. I thought we took it pretty serious in the mysterious first three episodes, though. Yeah. It really got off the rails with Josh Gordon. And it's been off the rails. It's probably going <laughs> to stay off the rails. It's probably never getting back on until we cancel the segment. We have to get like a, like a would-you-rather segment place of it or something, I think. you know, Would you rather... 
eat a bowl of human dung or cheer for Duke to win. You know, it's like, give me the bowl of dung, baby. <laughs> right. Right. But hey, but hold onions. I don't want my breath to stink. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So that, a, lot, a lot of good sports jokes around there. We could go on and on and on. There's a lot of good ones. Scott Norwood comes to mind for me for sure at watching that Super Bowl when he pushed that kick wide right. My dad uh, actually was on a ship in the Navy with a, um, a Navy kicker who had missed a field goal against Army. And they have this thing, when you go across the equator, before you go across, you're called a polywog. If you've never crossed the equator in the Navy, you're called a polywog. You're called a shellback when you finally do cross, and you get like a certificate, and you... There's all this hazing that goes on. All the people who are shellbacks get to haze all the wogs. And they, it's, you do some egregious. Like, I crawled around on my hands and knees and shredded up my, because they have non-skid all over ships. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's in the paint. It's like rocks and sand in the paint almost. Actually, I think that's what it is. And so it just, it shred, all day long, man, all day long. They pulled out, like, the, the spare toilets they had, like, in case a toilet breaks. Barely hose them out on the thing, but that's where we had our lunch. It was out of, out of these toilets, these extra toilets. It looks like we're eating out of a out of a toilet, not a real toilet, obviously. It was a spare, um, some spares, but all that kind of stuff happens. Um, on my dad's ship, they made him do some skits, okay. And these groups had to get together. You got to sign these groups. You had to do a skit. These guys get out on the flight deck, which is uh, if you picture the back end of a ship, it takes up the entire back end for the helo deck on these smaller ships, right? And so they're all out there. And these guys come out, and they're they're in these white T-shirts, right? And they're they're um, Ranger panty sh- PT shorts, right? White T-shirts with numbers written in Sharpie on them, and they're just running around with a football going right, just for for a couple of minutes, just doing all this crazy stuff, pitching the ball around. Mind you, they're out at sea; they're in the middle of the because they're crossing the equator, right? That's the whole thing. They're crossing the equator, so the kicker from Navy who missed the field goal happens to be on watch, and he happens to be on the bridge and watch as the officer of the deck. Um, so he's kind of guiding the ship along through the water. And they have a camera that shows the flight deck, right? So you can see the helo ops as they're going on from the bridge. They also were using to watch all these skits, right? And so after these guys are running, to pitch the ball back and forth, it's like five of them, right? They line up. Three of them get down on the line and... One gets down like he's holding the ball for a snap. They're going to kick it right at the camera, which is right straight up the forward to the ship toward the hangers, right? They get up there. The guy gets up, and they snap the ball back, and he puts it down like he's going to hold it. All of a sudden, the holder stands up, turns 90 degrees, puts the ball back down. The kicker turns with him and just absolutely boots the ball. Probably could have kicked it any college team, man. Good 40-yard kick off the right side of the ship <laughs> into the ocean. And they all fall down and start screaming, wide right, wide right, wide right. That's funny. Yeah, and then, so the kicker, his officer deck, he's on watch. Get this shit on my TV. He was so hot, man. He got so pissed about it. That's got to be one of the great jokes, too, though. Missing the kick wide right against Army, dude. You, like, this is 10 years before, man. Mm-hmm. You, don't, yeah, you don't forget things in the military, bro. They don't forget. They punish you. That's a pretty good joke. That's pretty, pretty good funny. skit. I, I would like to. I would like. I like to have seen the skit of them running around going. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, just he, he said it looked like a. My dad said it reminded him of the old um, before there were video games. I remember I got one of these for Christmas. It was so cool. It was like this tin football field about this long. It's a really thin sheet of tin. It had this weird little motor on it. You put your little players on there, 
right? And you turn it on, and they vibrate. And they just vibrate around and bump into each other, right? And if you get touched, you're tackled, right? You can actually throw the ball with the quarterback guy's arm like as a And you got to hit him with a little spongy ball. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. But he said it reminded him of the way they were bouncing around because just vibrate. Because they don't move very quick. It's just, it's like football in slow motion, you know. It's great. Kick the ball into the ocean. Bye-bye, football. No more wrecked football when you pull into port. I thought of another choke. Mid-2000s or whenever that time frame was, Donovan McNabb and the Eagles, four straight NFC championship games. Oof. Bills from the mid-90s. Yeah. yeah that's, Tracy yeah. McGrady, whenever he was with the Magic, and he said it's, it feels good to finally make the second round, and they won like the, lost the next couple and got yeah. put out. Yeah. Yeah. Poor old T-Mac. The Cowboys, every single game since 1995. Yeah. That's why I, I said the, the thing in the group chat said that we're, the temperatures are going to peak in the mid-90s day, just like the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, the Panthers have never peaked. Still looking for a peak out of my Panthers. Lots of good stuff coming up today besides chokes. Hopefully we don't see a whole lot of choking going on. Yeah. I th- where are we going to predict this Clemson game? Because Clemson's a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I think Clemson wins it easily, personally, but whatever. Dude, but go. I think seven-and-a-half is a bit I, – I think that Clemson could win easy, easier than more than seven-and-a-half, but yeah. comparing to other odds, what has been the past with Clemson in teams like Wake Forest is usually not seven-and-a-half. So something – Vegas knows something is what I'm getting at. They probably – they always do. Landon ran head, headlong in to get some prize picks the other day. Like, he, he does a pick three, so he went 100 bucks. I like to use hard to pick three things, man. He's like, these are slam dunks, right? One of them is Mitch Trubisky under 10.5 on rushing. Nailed it. Even though Trubisky had the rushing touchdown, it was from a yard out. So no biggie, right? Over on Jacoby Brissett, over 9.5 rushing. Nailed it. Gets way over 9.5. That was a great game. That was the, the, the most tenuous one I thought was the Mitch Trubisky one to not get 10.5 mm-hmm. because I'm like, as yeah, the game wears on, man, they're going to be throwing the ball more. He's going to be scrambling more. You know, when he gets things get in trouble, to get 10 yards rushing is no big deal. The last one, man, as I thought was the easiest one, it was Kareem Hunt over 16 yards receiving. How many yards he had receiving? 15. 14. 14 yards in the game. It's tough. It's tough. We've got our survivor picks for eggs. I did not have my locks this week. I didn't, we didn't do it this week. So. No locks this week on prize picks? My locks last week, though, were they hit all three of them. They picked three. So take that, Landon. So you, how much money did you win? I didn't win any money. Oh. So you're not actually on prize picks? No. Oh. I want to try it myself. I did not, not bet anything. Oh. Well, that makes it hard to win money if you don't bet. Yeah. Trying to look over here. But everything. if you took my advice, you would have made money. Oh, by the way, Auburn's quarterback out for the season. They benched their other quarterback. They bring the backup in. He gets hurt for the. He's out for the year. Forgot to mention that Calzada is that his name? Something like that. All right. So Clemson, what do you got? What do you what, what do you think the score is? Give me a score prediction on Clemson Wake. We got about nine minutes. I'm gonna say thirty-two to seventeen. Thirty-two. Yeah. Clemson Sp- plays some weird games, man. Explain to me how they get to thirty-two. Well, you get a. Uh, I would guess it would be easier to get to 30 than 32. You get two thinking, safeties. Yeah, two safeties. 32 would be a two-point conversion maybe. You, you uh, bobble the uh, the hold and you got to run. Yeah, okay. Will Sweeney <laughs> runs two-point two conversion. 
By the way, Dabo was at Emerald last year when Daniel was here. Watched both running backs get hurt in the same play. His son, one of his sons played at Daniel. Mm-hmm. He was actually there. Talking, they were, everybody's pointing at him. The most embarrassing moment of my entire life as a coach involved <laughs> Dabo. So whenever I coached JV girls basketball at BHP, I'd coach the girls game. And then they, the, my players would go sit in the stands. And then I'd keep the scorebook for the boys game. So we're playing Daniel back whenever. And this is my second year, so I was not very good. And they were very good. Daniel was. Yeah, they always are. Yeah, and everything. So on the way there, they already know that So one of Dabo's sons, the one that graduated last year, was playing JV Boys basketball. So they were like, Coach, if Dabo's there, can we take a picture? I was like, no. <laughs> and I said, I said I'll make y'all deal. We win, and you can go ask Dabo for a picture. If not, no. And we lost by like 35. It was bad. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I and they were all just more concerned about taking a picture with Dabo than the fact that we just got our teeth kicked in. And so I told them, if other people are taking a picture with Dabo, because they're 10th grade girls, I get yeah. it. I said, go for it. I, I get it. But if not, leave that man alone. Let him watch basketball. Yeah. Sure enough, he's minding his business. Dabo comes up about midway through the second quarter. He's Clemson hoodie on. He walks up, and here come 10... Girl just taking pictures. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> they knew was, who he is. Unlike the state trooper well, who pulled him over, didn't know who he was. Gave him speed. And he seemed. Any time I've seen him at BHP events, he seems kind of irritated about taking pictures. But it's yeah. like, bro, you know what you signed up for? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the same thing. Eminem, you know, did the same thing. Like he's like smiles like, and he's like, hey, but like it's like, dude, you know what you signed up for? And I, and I could, I get, it, it could probably be. But I'll tell you, you know, Three Eleven is my favorite band. Mm-hmm. And I hear Nick Hexum, the lead singer, talk about this a lot in relation to that kind of thing. Um, it's like, no, nah, like, we want the attention. That's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, we want your – like, it, so if you want to come up and ask me to take a picture, yes, I will take a picture with you. Like, I, I obviously want that attention because I put myself out there. Right. Right? And, and not, not in a – he's not saying it in, a, in a, like a, a choppy, arrogant way, but just the way – like, that's what, you, what we're signing up for. We know that. Like, but in a sense – I also get the thing of I'm just trying to watch myself. I just want to watch my kid play basketball. I want to be a normal dude, but again, mm-hmm. you're the head coach of Clemson. It ain't normal. Like you know, I think about that. Like, cause I would love to make it in this industry. I would love to be bigger than I am. You know, I would I would love to call games for ESPN, right? Even though I don't think my style meshes well with them, but I would love to call games on a big big scale. Like there would be the be the the Panthers guy or something, mm-hmm. or be Todd Ellis or something. You know, heck, mm-hmm. even uh, what's his face up the road to Clemson? I'd go call Clemson if they pay me. Right, it's a good gig. I'd want to make it. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. But I would also not like. I want to go. Sometimes when I go around here, because of the nature of my other job, the first thing people want to talk about is court, usually, or or the big whatever the the, the sexy headlines are coming out of criminal justice. Right. Yeah. That, that's everybody wants to talk about that, and I don't want to talk about that. I talk about that for eight hours every day. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm done when I get up. But I understand. Like, my boss is elected, too. So it's incumbent on me to make sure that if I like my job, that people like him, right? Because he's the one who gives me my job. But I don't want to. And I get, I, I get that also. But I also, man, if I was a guy that somebody wanted to take a picture with, I'd be so freaking happy I had to take a picture with somebody because I'm not that good. Nobody's ever asked me to take a picture with me that didn't know me. And people who know me definitely don't ask to take pictures with me. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I was in a good picture. Oh, that Thursday night, Heather's birthday there, maybe. Had my nep in there with me. Not Cam. 
Not Cam. That's his nickname. Not Cam. They they hate Cam Newton, man. Like they hate Cam Newton. The the dot the jump away from the fumble. My brother in law's big Panthers guy. That's so funny trying to try to read a Cam Newton tweet. Maybe that's maybe that's one of the top fives too. Top five most perplexing athletes social media accounts. I mean, what are we doing here? That's it had to take him thirty minutes to type that out. Listen to how cr- I can't even. I'm not. Y'all just go look at it. Cameron one Newton. It's it, his tweets. Like wh- wh- why? He needs to talk to Trooper Bob about tweeting. Well, Trooper I, Bob well, I is do the, all that. Mm-hmm. It's got all the fancy inyes and accents and yeah. So college football today, obviously Clemson Wake at noon. Some of us going to check out Notre Dame, North Carolina at three thirty, maybe from Crumble Cookie. Well, I'm hoping. Watch on your phone. Yeah, watch on my phone, or hopefully they decide against Crumble Cookie between now. And <laughs> <laughs> well, not likely. Right. Yeah. You got to reward the boy, man. Yeah. Got is, to somehow. Is Riggins listening? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. If if does so. Anna listen regularly? Mm-hmm. If so, Heather Heather used to, Riggins, and then she doesn't. Dad did not mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am so happy to reward you. <laughs> Dad, Daddy did not mean it like that. You just it's it's an adult thing. You'll get it eventually. Daddy's just very tired. <laughs> it's to me. This is a grind getting up mm-hmm. early. Like like the first thing, the first five minutes when I get up on Saturday mornings right now, are spent with me deflecting my own excuses for why I don't need to get up. Like oh my tummy hurts. I got a hangnail. You know, right foot, big toe, hangnail. Ingrown toenail. Bradley Jones. Yeah. Bradley Jones. Right, what happened to our clips, man? We got we got to get them in for next week. I you shouldn't. MacBooks. A, Different. We gotta have Bradley on the show to talk about his commitment. We should have Bradley in to talk about it. I mean, we're not really an interview format, but why not? Come talk about playing at the Citadel. Or Tuesday, I meant like a Tuesday would be good. Yeah, he can't be a guest Tuesday. Yeah, maybe he can be. We, yeah, he was our guest picker last week. That's yeah, true. He didn't do very well. He went straight chalk with the Lakelands. He went chalk. Yeah, <laughs> that was not the way to go last week either. No. Any other big games besides BYU at ten fifteen? I think that's about it. Carolina plays Charlotte. The night night games? Yeah, I mean, what are we missing in the seven o'clock window here? What's the big big game? The biggest one I'm interested in is uh, Ohio State Wisconsin. Yeah, and of course Tennessee Florida. Although I don't expect that game to be competitive, I think the Gamecocks have a shot at beating Florida again. Interesting one next week if Clemson Texas beats Wake Forest, Clemson, yeah. NC State, yeah. Texas A and M, Arkansas at seven. Okay. Oh, there we go. There's Jerry's a good one at seven. Yeah. Um, Troy and Marshall. You want to guess where that one, what network it'll be on? ABC? No. CBS? No. I'm, I'm looking at his computer. Uh, NFL Network. <laughs> <laughs> Troy and Marshall on the NFL Network at 7. So I'm sorry, Direct TV stream. You will not be watching that one. Um, sure won't. That would be me as well. <laughs> yeah. So. I hate to miss that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah, Gioli, Gioli you know, went to Marshall. Who? Gioli. Played defensive end at Marshall. Gioli, yes. Uh. There are four games past the Stephen hour Gioli. power of uh, past the hour of ten o'clock. Yeah, BYU Wyoming, San Jose State, Western Michigan, Washington, Stanford, and Arizona State and Utah at ten thirty. Yeah, I, I think I want to watch that one a little bit just to see what's going. I see if uh, if they've been leaking more stuff after Herm Edwards has been fired. That's I want to see my man Robbie get some nice tackles for loss. Yeah, yeah twelve o'clock, uh, Clemson and Wake Forest. I'm sure most of the people. 
that are listening to this are about to flip over yep. to whatever game day for until it starts. Yep. So 11 o'clock now, an hour away from I'm kickoff. Excited, I'm excited about Clemson, Wake Forest at 12, North Carolina, Notre Dame at 3.30. Yep. Also got It'll be a fun, fun atmosphere regardless of Notre Dame being one and two. It's still Notre Dame coming to town, and yeah. Chapel Hill's going to be rocking at 3.30. Tennessee, Florida at, at 3.30 as well. Really looking Arkansas, forward to A&M as well today. Full bunch of great games. Really, Dolphins, Bills, the one I'm really looking for tomorrow. That's going to be the marquee game. Of course, I, I'll watch the Panthers, too. But. Looking forward to Monday night, Cowboys, Giants. But Dolphins, Bills tomorrow will be a fun one. Be, I, I want to see if two is the real deal. Carson, I wanna, Carson wins three interceptions. Over, under. Well, two and a half, so over, right? Over, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's it. Just like that, we started out hot, finished up not. This is what it is. Emerald Viking football. Yeah. That's it is what it is. We talked a little bit of Ferris Bueller. We talked a whole bunch of NFL. Like a whole bunch of NFL. Whole bunch of college. Whole bunch of weird stuff today. We don't even talk about games anymore. We talk about all the other stuff. It's like it's literally like ESPN almost. <laughs> we forgot there's games. We talk about the Lakeland's games. I like this though because it's so freeform. Freeform. That's the good way to put it. Yes. I like it too. It's kind of more laid back. It is more laid Tuesday back. Tuesday and Friday is very, very structured. This right, yeah, yeah. You know, this is more like baseball, football work. Baseball, not so much. Simpson's ready to go home. He's got to take a nap, bro. Man, it's good times though. It's the show me money, baby. It's the sacks. You love the sacks. Everybody loves the sacks. Shout out to the guys down in Fort Myers. Mike Meredith, Matt Howard with the fellas down there. Tucker, happy birthday. Late birthday to Tucker. Will's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Will. That's good. Call him Will I Am. Maybe not quite as strange. <laughs> Don't forget you can check us out at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else, even Audio Mac. You can hang out with Joey, Jacoby Brissett. Listen to us on Audio Mac. I'm going to upload this as soon as I get home today. So you can listen tonight if you want to this one. I'm not going to wait for Wire anymore. I'm just going to do it. You can check us out on vikingsarchives.com. Don't forget, Tuesday night, we're right back here on the stage at Howard's at 6.30. Have your Piedmont Technical College Player of the Game, K.J. Morton in the house. You be in the house. A lot of purple in here on Tuesday night. 6.30 to 8, make sure you join us. That'll do it for us today on the sit-down. For Lethko, for Simpson, Brian King saying so long from Howard's on Main.